listening to the 45th episode of Two Book, Book Witches. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's October, which means that we are officially changing our name to Two Book Witches. I love October. Me too. January I'm already starting watching like Halloween movies. Really? Yeah. What have you watched? Well, I, like, I have certain ones I have to watch every year just okay. by principle. Okay. Um, there's three that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. I already watched one of them. Mm-hmm. So one of them is Practical Magic. Excellent. With Sandra Bullock. Love it. Witches, obviously. Mm-hmm. Love that. Is that the one where it's like, plant lavender by yeah. your door, throw, throw silk salt over, over your, your shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, that one. And fall in love often or something like that. Yeah. As many times as you can. That's so That cute. one. So that's the one I watch. The other one I watch is Corpse Bride. Oh. Uh, mm. I watched mm. that last night. It was great. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Um, and then this one might be controversial because some people think it's a Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Yep. Yeah. Which it's not. It's like 100% not. Why would you watch that for Christmas? Didn't we do a poll once on our Twitter? Oh, but what did we decide? I'm talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Excellent movie, regardless of whether... I think it should be honored as a dual holiday movie because it's good enough to watch both times. I mean, true. You can watch it whenever you want. Like, you could even just watch it But the characters are definitely... The main characters are more Halloween-y than they are Christmas Most of Eve. the movie takes place before Christmas. That's true. There's only like one night when like Christmas Eve, like you know what I mean? Yeah. But like all the songs have spooky vibes. They don't have like holiday vibes. This is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Dun, dun. Oh, so good. But even that, like, da, 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 da. I can't say what I'm talking about. But it's just like all like spooky. I, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair like, enough. Like dark. Spooky vibes. Yeah, I don't spooky know. Spooky vibes, spooky vibes. So anyways, I watched that one closer to Halloween though, so... Oh, um, so good. We actually get really hyped for Halloween. I feel like we've talked about this before, but like we love Halloween and we haven't really been able to properly celebrate the last couple of years because um, number one, COVID. Number two, I was in like grad school and I was away. gone. Yeah. Um, And we usually do like a group or like a joint costume. Mm-hmm. And this year we've already decided our costumes, but we won't tell you. It's going to be a secret. It's good though. I'm really excited. We will post a picture of it. We will. We want our instagram 100 percent, because it's honestly if we can pull this off she's gonna be good um okay before we go further i guess let's do some really quick podcast business so we have a couple patreon updates so if you are a member of our patreon you will want to listen to this if you are not a member of our patreon i don't know still listen anyways we're just like changing the way the tier system works a little bit just to make it a little bit more sustainable for us and i think like a little more fun as well so the three dollar tier was previously getting like um, and like everyone else after the $3, $3 tier also gets this, but they were previously getting like the blooper reel. Um, we're going to change the blooper reel because what we're planning on doing is we're actually planning on video filming our podcast episodes. So what we will do is for everyone three and up, we will just post the full unedited episode early. So all of our tiers, three, five, and 10 will get the early episode and they will get it completely unedited. So, like, the bloopers will already be in it. And you'll get to see, like, our mad panic when, like, trying to re-record some shit. I mean, we haven't, like, really figured out how yes. we're going to record things, like, or film things. So, for now, you would just get, like, the unedited version yeah, you'll of get, yeah. the recording until yeah. we figure out the video part. I'm hoping that, like, by the next time, like, I'll, I'll have figured it out. Because that's, like, my little project from now on. Like, that's a goal of mine yeah. to have done in October. It's very crafty. I try my best because I do have like a semi-professional camera, so like I should be able to figure it out. But you will be getting this episode like completely unedited. Yeah. Spoiler, along with the fuck up we did during our intro because oh, not all uh, of you will hear that. Some of you will. Yeah. 
Um, and then the other thing that's changing to the $3 tier and all other tiers is we have a Discord. We're going to keep the Discord live, but we're also going to add a, um, like the close friends thing on Instagram because I just feel like that would be more fun and like really easy for us to do because like we constantly have our phones with us. So the close friends thing will just be like little things that we don't like, not necessarily book related, just like, you know life updates and like random shit more of us more stupid shit that we do Mm -hmm. um and then the five dollar tier is not changing they will still get the bonus episode every month along with all the three dollar tier stuff and then the ten dollar tier is also not changing the only slight change we're going to do is we are going to officially say that like all zoom hangouts will be on the last friday of every month subsequent to like some sort of like special event or birthday happening and we're just going to use a standard link so we will just post the standard zoom link in our patreon and that's that yes those are the updates let us know what you think unless it's going to hurt our feelings no i'm kidding <laughs> but also with patreon yes um we're just gonna talk about quickly uh the past bonus episode that we did mm-hmm. that was our first attempt at live filming us oh yeah it was good. Um, it was funny. It was good. We did it. We did it. Um, like on. We recorded it what over. We Zoom? recorded it on Zoom. So, so we're still like do- figuring out how to do it on a real camera. But anyways, it was us live reacting to Twilight. Yeah, we watched Twilight. We watched the entire Twilight. So and if you press the episode at the same time, like as, we counted it down for you. Yeah, you can watch it like with us, with us completely, like from start to finish. Yes. So that's what we did last month. This month's um, or like I guess last month being August, and the bonus episode for September. We are solving a murder mystery game. Yes. That I watched. Which we are recording like right after this. Yes. And if you're interested in knowing who it is, it's the unsolved case file of someone named Jamie Banks. I think it's I think it's fake. I think obviously. It's fake too. But it was a homicide. Just in case you want to. Just in to case know. you want a little um spoiler. So that's that. Um those are podcast updates. Um life updates. I got married. That's like the biggest one. That's it. I got yeah, married. That's really it. I'm now a Mrs. Um, someone called me ma'am the other day. That was pretty cool. Was and it a little though? traumatizing, to be honest say. with you. Um, otherwise, married life is very similar to non-married life. I just don't have to say fiance anymore. I can say husband. Must which be nice. Which I like a little better just because yeah, I don't always like the way fiance sounds. I feel like it's it's also too much effort to it's say. So much you know effort. I mean? Like fiance like yeah husband is just like it's easy it rolls off the tongue it's yeah. great um so that's that i got married it was super fun we had a really beautiful day cat was there obviously for those of you who don't know cat was my maid of honor or one of my maids of honor she's also my husband's sister so that's that it was super fun it was a really good day i got to sign the marriage license so yes she always has my autograph for when i become famous you know so I mean? for when cat <laughs> becomes famous it's like right there it's like you can sell it for money no i'm just yeah. kidding don't <laughs> i would not sell my marriage but also jokes never gonna become famous but it's fine yeah but honestly it was really beautiful i could not have asked for a better day i feel really lucky that we got to do it which you know like some people are just not able to so it was it was really really nice and really really special we just did something small and then we'll have our big party next year but honestly could not have asked for a better day other life updates zero no nothing nothing interesting honestly um have we been watching anything cool you have i really haven't watched that much wow i feel like you really haven't maybe i've watched recently like i don't know i feel like i'm just waiting for certain things to come out Mm -hmm. and they haven't 
So I've just been like, Netflix has been slow for me. I did watch like the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was cute. <gasps> yeah, me too. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was nice. Um, So I watched Squid Game. Yeah, this has been like all the rage on Netflix right uh, now. I have to watch so it. So it's on track it. right now to become the most popular series surpassing Bridgerton. Wow. It is honestly amazing. Um, Literally, we were like, I was sitting down with my husband and we were like, where are we going to watch? Because like we always watch something after dinner. And then I was like, I've been hearing about Squid Game and I kept seeing the TikToks. And like, you know, like that sugar thing that everyone does. Like I wanted to, like I was so confused. So we watched it. We binged it in two nights. Like, did you do the sugar thing? No, we didn't. I kind of want to though. Full, Should we? Should we? Should we? Full transparency. We stayed up till 4 a.m. finishing the season. Because, like, we couldn't stop. It was so good. Um, other, like, watch news. Oh, we, the trailer for Bridgerton came out. Well, it's not really, like, a it, full right, trailer. It's, like, a it's clip. like, a little clip. But it does look good. It looks so good. Yeah. It's about Anthony and Kate, right? Anthony is the, the Bridgerton yeah. brother. And Kate yeah. is... I, I can't confirm what the, that's the girl's name, but I, I think it's you. Kate. I want to say it's Kate. I but believe you. I could be lying. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure. But you can see in that little snippet the moment he falls in love, like when she's talking shit about him, and you can just see him look at her, and he's like, he's like, oh, so you hard find eyes. my smile handsome or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also the Spencer trailer, came oh out, my God. which looks good. But like sometimes in some scenes, I find it really hard when I look at her not to see Bella Swan. <laughs> Fair. I'm like that. Bella Swan did that. Bella Swan made that facial expression. But I think the, but I think Kristen Stewart's like awkwardness really lends itself well to like Princess Diana's like really demure and like shy nature. So I think that's why like, because I think just Kristen Stewart playing Bella was just like Kristen Stewart playing herself. Um, But I think that this is like, if she doesn't get an Oscar, she got like a 15 minute standing ovation at like the Venice Film Festival. So I feel like this is Oscar worthy and I'm very excited to watch it. Oh, we watched Shang-Chi. Oh, that was amazing. Holy fuck. That was that so was ama- good. First of all, it's the first time. That, no, it's not the first time we've been to the theater. Second time. Second time. First time we went to like the VIP theater. Yes, because the first one was just a regular theater and we saw A Quiet Place too. But this time was VIP. And it was so good. It was so good. It's so entertaining. It's like the best of Marvel plus the best of like a really nice like action martial arts movie and i love the fighting scenes they were oh so cool. they were so good because it's, it just makes you wish she knew how to like it's so fucking fight cool. like that you know like i wish i knew martial mm-hmm. arts because like yeah okay there's the 10 rings but like for the most part like they're just using their bodies like it's true yeah. like fighting mm-hmm. it's like the action scenes were so good it's just so good i was a little bit obsessed um that's it for that anything i mean any like book related news no, oh books has been slow for me Right, reading wise, but the the cover for um House of Sky and Breath came out. Yes, it looks beautiful. Hunt on the cover. Yes, so which we all decided, which I didn't know. Tbh, really, it looked exactly like Hunt. Okay, because when Who I also br- do you think it was, I saw the tattoos and I got confused. Okay, but I think that's just a stylistic. You thought choice. it was Rune, right? I was, but he doesn't have wings. So I know. Obviously I'm stupid. Like again, full transparent. Like I'm dumb. Like I looked at it and my immediate thought was like, maybe it's Rune. And but then, someone um. I guess really analyze the cover and there's the unicorn in it. What's her name? Jubilee or something? <gasps> really? Yeah. That's actually really like funny. Like unicorn I stuffies? Yeah, yeah. I kind of love yeah, that. There's one like in the corner of oh, the book. Oh, I love that. I got to look yeah. at it. I think the covers are beautiful for that series, which is why I'm very confused over yeah. the Akatar series covers, but I digress. Um, I finished Air of Fire. I am currently reading Queen of Shadows. I cannot stop. I am obsessed. 
Um, and for I, you, that's book four. Yeah, I'm on book four right. right now. It's so good. True enemies to lovers, really. And then also I read The Love Hypothesis, which is basically just Star Wars fanfic. And I actually think it was Star Wars fanfic. Yeah, I think someone said that. It's about Kylo and Rey. And it's so good. Anyways, that's about it. Who are you in today? <laughs> well, today we are finally, 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 oh my god, finally, finally finishing Crown of Gilded Bones. This is part three. This is part three. So we've been at this for way too long. Yeah, we this dragged one, it out for a very long time. This one kind of took it out of us. I think um, it put me in a reading slump, like it, like hardcore. It really yeah. did. Okay, wait. Before we go on, spoilers ahead. So if you haven't read, turn back now, or don't, because we're not your moms and we can't tell you what to do. So you can stick around if you want. But yes, going on to talk about that, I I, I just, I'll say this, it wasn't my favorite. And I have the utmost respect for, like, authors just in general. So, like, I and just, I'm still going to buy her books, but, like. Obviously, I still want to know what happens next. But, like, I really, I have to say, I really enjoyed the first half, though. Yes, you sped through the first half, and then I don't know what wall you hit. Because for me, the middle was bad, and then I liked the beginning and the end. But you, like, pumped through it, and then all of a sudden you just kind of, like, stopped and I was like like at what point did you kind of like you were like nah this is it it was honestly I got like two-thirds of the way down the book and I was like I'm really liking this and then I hit this like point in the book where it just seemed like the middle it was just dragging like the part actually pretty much where we stopped here mm. um I just felt like the time it took to get to seeing the queen just lasted way too long on. yeah I was like why didn't they see the queen in the next freaking chapter Literally, they could have jumped, jumped that shit. But instead, they had to do this, and it's just it was was too much. So I just felt like that—that's when I lost interest. Mm -hmm. Um, I still finished it, but it took me a very long time. Yeah. Whereas the first two thirds of the book, I read in like a week. She read it, yeah, faster than I did. I took like well, because I largely listen to audiobooks right now. Audible, please sponsor us. Um, but yeah, this was hard. But where did we leave off? So so we left off. Um, where Ian had just told Poppy like he had whispered in her ears to wake the guard of Nyctos. Yes. So now we're back in the fortress and the ascended, like I think, are leaving. And Poppy is convinced that Ian is still there, like still kind of like himself after warning her. And she feels bad for ever wanting to stab him. And in my mind, when I read this, I was like, so you never wanted to stab your siblings? Like I can, like, listen, my brothers, I love them. Do I want to stab him sometimes? Absolutely. For legal purposes, that was a joke, but like... (laughs) Don't your siblings annoy you? I wouldn't feel bad. True. Um, they're doing some more speculating over what Ian could have meant by Niktos's guards and if he knows the truth about the Ascended. Some of the wolves think he's like full of shit and that he was acting like an Ascended. But Poppy is adamant that he's still Ian um, and that he purposely moved far away from the guards to whisper it to her. And Castile agrees because he was like, I could barely hear him kind of thing. Um, they think that the Blood Crown knows that, oh my God, wait, what did we decide for Malik? And Malek. Is this Malek? I have no idea anymore. Let's decide. I completely forget. So scrap what we did last time because I don't remember. And let's just start from the beginning. Okay. So L. So Malek. Malek is Malek. With the I-K, it's Malek. Malek. Okay. So they think that the Blood Crown knows that Malek is Poppy's father. And And Malek is is the the old old king. king. And Malek is the brother. Yeah. We're just going to. Yes. There you go. And they probably know about her powers too. Everyone is worried about the revenant, so they seriously start considering waking 
Neek Dose. And, like, can I just say, I don't know why I always thought that this, like, waking Neek Dose was, like, a euphemism. Um, for what? I don't know. Like, I didn't think that he was, like, really sleeping. I thought that he was, like, metaphorically sleeping. But then, like, they're, like, really sleeping. But what do you mean by metaphorically sleeping? Like, I just thought that it was, like, a figure of speech. Like, the gods are sleeping. Like, because they're not really real. Yeah, but then I think we talked about this last time, too, that it... But it's still hard for me to wrap my head around that when they say, like, the gods are sleeping, like, there's literally a place where they are sleeping. Like, are they huge? Like, really big? Not from what I gathered. I mean, I think they're tall, but I don't think they're, like, titans. You know what I mean? Right. I think they're just regular-sized. That's, Maybe not, like, that's not fun. I don't know. I think they just look like mortals, but they're not, which is like not fun. That's I feel like they fun. should look like kind of, you they know. They should be really tall. Like giants. <laughs> like giants. Like nine feet tall. Yeah. At least. But yeah, I, I don't know why I thought it was like metaphorically sleeping. Um, They agree to go to Oak Ambler and Poppy is wondering how the Ascended knew that Atlantia was gathering like armies and shit and then it hits her. Alistair. And this part just reminds me of, oh fuck, what's that show? Megan. Oh, Drake and Josh? Yeah. Every time something bad I was so confused because I see you highlight Alistair and yeah. then I just see on the notes, Megan. Megan. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? But like every time something bad happens in this book, I feel like there's like a pan to the camera and it's just like Poppy going, Alistair. But like, well, because he's the worst and everything. He's literally the fucking worst. Um, Poppy is spiraling as if it's just hitting her now that no matter what the decision is, a lot of innocent people on both sides will likely die in the war. So she goes to Castile and asks... Um, him to talk privately at the bay poppy tells castile that she almost killed ian but knew that if she did that it would have been seen as like an act of war castile tells poppy he's proud of her for thinking of both sides and he goes on to tell her that ian is not like the under ascended that ian is not like the other ascended aka he believes poppy that ian like is still himself Poppy goes on to explain that she doesn't want anyone harmed in a war and how she knows Castile doesn't either and that she is choosing to take the crown um, and that if Castile is okay with it, she would like them to rule side by side. So she's kind of like made her decision. She wants to be queen and she wants Castile to be king. Castile says that he will support her in whatever she wants and that this isn't about him or what he wants at the end of the day. Poppy swears at him and he calls it cute and she's like, that's weird, but whatever. And I just find that dialogue infuriating. But I feel like that happens all the time. I know. But this one in particular really stood out to me. There was, I'm not going to lie, towards the end of the book, there was actually a bunch of lines of dialogue that really bothered me. And I just didn't take the time to like highlight them all because there was a lot of them. (laughs) Every single time Poppy asks a question and Kieran's like, I'm shocked. I am shocked. Shut the fuck up, Kieran. Let her ask a question. Let her. She doesn't She's know, new to this. She's she been doing this for anything. two fucking days. <laughs> I've been doing this for two fucking days. She literally doesn't know anything. Had empty. No thoughts. Um, He tells her that he wants to make sure that she has a choice and that she doesn't have to justify her reasons to anyone. Poppy says that it is her choice to become queen and that she feels a sense of rightness with her decision. Castile calls her my queen and teases saying that he will have to stop calling her princess. Poppy tells him that she would like the crest to be changed to have the sword and the arrow equal, which makes Castile really happy, which I actually think is like a really nice plot point. Like I like that she wants to make an effort to change the crest. They plan to rest for the night and then leave for Evamon in the morning to take the crown and wake Nikdos, you know, your regular Monday, things that you just do. That night, Poppy has another nightmare. She dreams of the night her mother died trying to save her. 
there's like a shadow man there who tries to grab her as poppy's like mom like dies but poppy's mom like stabs him with like this like black blade and tells her to run um and then she like remembers the creepy poem again and wakes up to castile comforting her she tells him that there is now a man in her nightmare and that he was dressed like the dark one dun 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 Someone's impersonating Castile. Someone is, yeah, taking up his mantle for evil, you know? So Castile sends a woman ahead of them to alert the king and queen of their arrival. And on their way to the capital city, they decide to stop at Jasper's and Kira's house, where they spend the night chatting and listening to childhood stories. And then when they leave, Jasper stays with his wife, but Veneta, Lyra, and a bunch of other woven decide to travel with Castile and Poppy to see their coronation. Mm-hmm. Just a side note, this mm-hmm. just made me think of it. Yeah. You know Poppy is like really popular right now and like kids, kids' names? Really? A lot of celebrities, like by celebrity I mean like TikTok famous, have been naming their daughters Poppy. Who named their daughter Poppy? I, can't, I don't know their names. I just know what they look like. What do they kind of look like? Because I feel like obviously our tiktok page is the same okay so you know um i don't even know how you don't know that this that her daughter's name is poppy so it's the what's their last names the husband and wife she's long beautiful she's gorgeous she's a model he they always make fun of him (gasps) for being shorter than her i know exactly who you're talking about oh my god their daughter's name is poppy yes that's very cute and then there's another um like tiktok family family that's fam that's famous um she has like a 12 year old daughter i think she's 12 and she has like braces uh and She's, like, dark, shorter hair. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. She, the mom is, like, super, super hot, and the daughter's, like, cute, and yeah, they always, and like, does, dress like each and, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they yeah. Always, she always does I stuff with, them. like, Dior and yes, Chanel. Yes, yes, yes. I love okay. them. Her daughter's also named Poppy. No! The big one or the one that they're having? The, she just had like a daughter. Like, the baby. She just had a baby. Oh, my and God. And her name's Poppy. I actually really like the name Poppy. Me, too. I think it's really cute. Yeah. It's very, like, cutesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it would transfer to, like... Actually, I think it sounds... I don't care. I love it. And you it. know what else's name is popular, which I'm disappointed about because I want to name my daughter this? Mm. Lyra is really popular too right Oh, now. I love the name Lyra. I love it too. And I, and I But I liked it because like no one was really named Lyra. But you know what happened? Ed Sheeran, which I didn't realize, he had a kid back Lyra. in the last... Yeah, named, named her Lyra. I think it's a stunning So name. apparently this past year in the UK, like everyone was naming their daughter Lyra. I'm obsessed with the name. I think Lyra is even a pretty middle name. Yeah, so if I'm, you're like into mental. I'm hoping that like by the time I have kids, like people stop naming their I daughter think, Lyra. To be honest, though, I think that it's really hard. Like, I feel like even the kids' names I like are not like super unique. Like, for the most part, I know. But I mean, like, I also don't want to give no. Like, I'm trying to stay away from the names that like are very very common too. I know. Like, obviously, so, those so names I. are still beautiful. But it's like, just, I, know. I want something that's a a bit different also like, a little like bit. Yeah, let's know. face it i'm a millennial so i will inevitably end up naming my child like something weird cats already like vetoed no, a couple of them absolutely not i will not let you should wait did we ever tell them about the delta thing no but now it's definitely now can't now there's a real reason why you can't yeah okay so i think it was like right after so i feel like most i'm really painting with broad strokes here but like most women or like most people who are interested in having children will have like a baby name list i have one on my phone i have one on my phone too and obviously the list is longer for girl names exactly because exactly oh if girl names are more fun listen if i end up having a boy like we're actually fucked because like we can't agree on a name but anyways um i think it was like right after i got engaged so it was like december 2019 so like just Mm pre-covid like and inevitably after getting engaged like obviously we started talking about kids da 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 and like we always talked about that and Kat knows a lot of like the baby names I like but for whatever reason at near the top of my list was the name Delta and I love the name Delta I think it's like 
so fucking cool but Kat literally heard the name and she was like Vito 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 like she's like you're not naming your kid Delta like the airline I was like all I hear that and I think is the airline and now when I hear it all I think of is Delta variant so yeah so now it's super dead the name is good yeah, and dead like it's very I'm dead. not naming my child Delta no yeah. worries I also had the name Arlo on that list <laughs> yeah. and Kat goes that's a cute name and I was like really and she's like yeah for a dog <laughs> so fucking funny i really paused for dramatic effect on you that did one. i i you, but you know what looking back now i agree with you like yeah. i would not name like and i think you liked that name because the good dinosaur like that's that exactly Pixar movie like came out and yeah the, and the dinosaur's name was arlo. arlo which i thought was super cute um it's fine it's fine i agree with you with the name arlo and i think that i like some unique names that like are fine so it's all good. You like some other names that I don't personally like, yes. but I'm not going to veto them because they're still nice. What's it? What's one that you don't like? I don't like Ophelia. Oh, I love that name. I probably won't use it because, like, my husband doesn't like it either. Like, he's like, we're not naming our kid Ophelia. But I love the name Ophelia. That was one where I was like, I'm not going to say no to. Obviously, I, I mean, obviously I have no control. You yeah, can name she, your kids whatever you want. Like, really, we're, like, joking around. Like, yeah, she like, says with veto, the veto, like, I mean, like, though, there are certain names that would be like, oh, for my dead body. <laughs> Delta. Like, Delta. Well, now I can't name my kid Delta, no, so it's no. fine. But that one was like a true, like, over my dead body. Is yeah, she was like, you're not naming Delta. your fucking child Delta over the, yeah. like, after the airline. Yeah. Um, but most names I'd be like, eh, yeah. whatever. But oh. yeah, like, Ophelia is probably, like, the only one where yeah. I'm like, this is like, you know what no. this reminds me of? You know, you have you ever seen those YouTube videos where like baby names I love but we're not using? Yeah. I feel like we could t- I could literally do if you're interested. Yeah, I mean, let I have us tons know too. Because I have tons of baby names I love that I won't use for one reason or another. Just because like I know it's like a little too out there or like my husband doesn't like them or like I feel like it would be hard for like people in my family to pronounce. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. yeah. But speaking of names, this yes. is a little bit still off a little bit off topic, even more off topic. You know that episodes in Friends? Yeah. When and Monica tells Rachel yes. her baby name. Yeah. I would literally murder you if you did that. I would, but I would never do that to you. Like, I know, but then they act like, oh, it's fine, and be like inside, I'd be like, this is not fine. Yeah, how dare you? But to be to be honest, with you, I feel like we both like unique names. Yeah, the on names different that, ends of the spectrum. Yeah, like I mean, we both like the same names, but there are certain names that we gravitate more yeah. in terms of what we would actually want to name. Yeah, our kids. like we both like the name Lyra, but I probably wouldn't name my child Lyra because like. Again, if we're talking about like, like, like my husband and I have baby names picked out. And like, I think that if I didn't name them that, like, but you have like you know, really good ones too. Yeah. Like really solid. And, but that, so do you. Like, yeah, exactly. Really like solid. you have certain ones where it's like, if I have X many kids, I would use those first. Yeah. Hundred, so no, yeah, the other names you like, too. the other names you like are probably like further down where it's yeah. kind of like, well, I'm never going to get to six girls. No, no. It's I just mean, like you not. could, but like, oh, I don't think. On, well, it depends how many kids you want, but like, <laughs> right. So you would have a, you, yeah. you would have a name if you had a six uh-huh. daughter 100%. but like you probably wouldn't get there oh yeah that's what i mean like, listen point is if anyone's interested in hearing our baby names that we like but we will not be saying oh i have so many girl ones. Us, i'm like oh, sad I have, that i can't use them all i have now. a million like i could literally oh, like okay full transparency another name that i have on my list that i absolutely love that i will not be able to use because like again i don't think my husband likes it as much and like obviously i want to agree with him like that we both like the name hermione and this is just like, and see like Cass making a face right now. <laughs> so likes that too? No, he doesn't. Oh, I think so. You both like it. No, no, I wouldn't use it because we both don't like it. He won't. He won't. 
You don't like it either then. Why would you say it's on your list? Because it's on my list. I like it. He oh, doesn't. Oh, you like it. Yeah, and he, he doesn't. Oh, you both. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, slow on that one. We just both have to like it right, to a certain right, degree. Right, right, yeah, And like, sense. he doesn't, like, he likes the name arbitrarily, but he's like, I wouldn't name our daughter Hermione, even though, like, I really like the name Hermione. See, there's only two Hermione characters I know, one of them being Harry Potter. Who the fuck's the Hermione? From Shakespeare? I don't know if there is one. But I'm pretty sure a, the name is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm oh. talking about. Um, oh my God, what's that show? Riverdale. Oh, her Hermione mother's, Lodge. Yeah, her mother's yeah, yeah, Hermione. True. I just really like the name Hermione, but again, won't be using. I it. mean, it's definitely different. Yeah, but no. Sigh. Anyways, that's our side. Uh, that was our names. fucking sidebar. Yeah. Let us know what baby names you like. Yeah, <laughs> we have lists on our phone. Yeah. So, anyways, they're on their way to the city the capital city for their coronation whatever um and then on their way they stop at another little town where the whole group eats at this inn and they have this really sexually charged conversation about meat casserole it's so weird like but also casserole why is that even in this i mean i feel like it's an old-timey food is it? i just feel like like couldn't you i'm not really 100 percent sure what casserole is i'm not gonna lie to you i don't visually know what casserole looks like yeah i I don't think I've ever eaten it slash made it. I've never eaten it. I've never made it. I thought it kind of looked like a meatloaf, but I think Should I'm wrong. Should we look wrong. it up? Like a little, little, yeah, ca- yeah, Google, a little, Google a little okay, casserole. Here, I'm going to look it up too. Sorry if you're clicking. That's what a casserole looks like? Why did I feel like it looked like a roll of some kind? Because the name, oh, right? This just looks like a bake. It looks like macaroni to me. So technically casserole is anything as long as you use a casserole dish. Hmm. This was underwhelming for me. Yeah. I really expected it to be like more of a pronounced type of food. I thought it was like a meatloaf, like a, like a sort of like roll. Like no, a but physical... I think meatloaf is meatloaf. I know. They're not interchangeable. I was just picturing some kind of roll. I've never eaten casserole. I don't think so. But the, yeah. unless something that we've eaten is classified as casserole. I mean, the way it looks. Like it looks like Google. lasagna. Like That's lasagna could be like, a casserole. Technically, is that a pasta casserole? <gasps> is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being <laughs> judgy. I don't know. I don't know Send if casserole, casserole recipes. I don't know if casserole existed in the medieval times, but well, we've had this discussion before about like foods and fantasy novels. It's either like hard bread and hard cheese. Or, like, I almost prefer them not to even describe the food because I just feel or like I okay. I like descriptions of food if it's like a roast, like like vague, like a roasted bird or like a roasted fucking slab of meat and i like, feel like the words that should be used are like mutton yeah or and like venison venison that's it that's the only <laughs> words that should be used in or fantasy novels pheasant? about meat what's that pheasant it's a type of bird when you heard when you said it i heard ferret oh no and i was oh like God, no pheasant like or quail i would accept quail um and the vegetables i would accept are um tubbers beets what's a tubber i don't know it's some kind of root vegetable but i would accept potatoes i would accept a potato well uh, yeah i feel like potatoes existed forever corn i would accept corn Corn, yeah beans Mm, i don't know anyways no i feel like beans beans is okay hard bread hard cheese yeah that's it yeah i don't i would even like venture to say like i would not accept many types of sauces i would not accept accept a salad if i see a salad in a fantasy novel absolutely not i draw the line at salad there's no way they were eating salad. <laughs> they didn't know to mix that. <laughs> they weren't like, all right, so let's chop up some lettuce. Let's put some, some nuts lettuce. in there. <laughs> Mom, 
mutton nerf <laughs> or boar wild boar maybe bison oh yeah i'd accept that i'd accept boar bison though i don't think bison's everywhere bison i feel like is a north american thing isn't it yeah are we just making shit up again maybe probably honestly wouldn't be the first time won't be the last no <laughs> so they're at this Oh my god, we're already having so many side rants. Jesus. Yeah, it's mm, I, I literally before we started recording this, I was like, "This is gonna be a short episode." The notes are not that long. Meanwhile, we've already talked. For Meanwhile, 30 minutes. we spent like two hours talking about baby names. <laughs> um, so Poppy is watching Castile and Vanetta talking or whatever, and she's getting like a little sad watching them interact because she feels like she missed out on these moments with her brother because she was the maiden, and now she believes. There was never another maiden. I mean, I thought we already established that. Yeah. Like, I but I think, like, we... it just hit her now. Yeah, but I thought should we thought we've already talked about this. We have. Her. But, like, for some reason, she, like, thinks about it again. Oh, she was in denial? Yeah. I think she was, like, a little bit in denial. Okay. And then all of a sudden, she watched them. She got sad. And then she was like, and on top of that, there was never even another maiden. Like, no, she was just, like, really all salty. all made up. Mm-hmm. And Kieran notices her all sad and asks her what's wrong. And she responds by asking him if going to Elysium is a bad idea. And he tells her that he would have said it was a bad idea in the past, but now it seems like the right thing to do. And the fact that they have spent so much time in those tunnels is much more than just a coincidence. Yeah, because, like, they used to roam those tunnels yeah. when they were kids. Yeah. Kieran assures her that what her and Castile are doing is best for the people of Atlantia and for the people of Solus. Mm-hmm. Poppy, like, changes the conversation to Lyra and she asks Kieran if he likes Lyra, and Kieran says that he likes her and that she's a good and fun person. That was, like, the most... It's like saying, she has a nice personality. That was so fucking dry. Like, you couldn't have said something nicer about her, Kieran. She sounds like a lovely human. A lovely woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poppy says that she wants to be nosy, obviously. She's always nosy. Like, she's a very nosy person. Uh, I always. relate. Yeah. And Kieran tells her, oh, like when you watched Lyra and I on the beach. Mm. Awkward. So he obviously, he obviously saw her watching them. And clearly he does not give one fuck. No. He doesn't care. No. Poppy doesn't deny it and she decides to ask him about the person he had previously loved and lost. And he tells her about Alicia. Yeah, Alicia, Alicia. Something that like that. That was my best try, guys. That's pretty good. Name. That's pretty good. Um, And this is a woman that he loved, but died of a genetic wasting disease which i thought was very sad it sounds awful and apparently like like once it kind of like shows up like you're gone within like days but yeah but it doesn't necessarily like it's not something that shows up when you're born yeah it's gonna be completely fine and then all of a sudden one day it pops up and then that's it you're like dead in a week it's awful i think it was like her grandfather or grandmother had it or something like that and it skips like generations and shit yeah yeah poppy is sad for kieran and asks him how he fell in love with her knowing that she was going to die, and Karen says that the heart doesn't care how long you may have with someone. It just cares that you have the person for as long as you can. Just sad, but also true. Mm -hmm. The next morning, Poppy requests her own horse so that she can ride into the capital solo, Mm -hmm. which I think is a good idea. She's to show, like, that she's an independent, strong woman. Who don't need no man. Exactly. Exactly. Castile turns to Emile, who goes off to find a horse for Poppy, while he smiles and winks at her, which pisses Castile off, I think, because, like, Emil, like, always kind of flirts with Poppy a bit. Yeah. And he's jealous. And I'm like, why are you jealous, though? That's literally, like, anyways, whatever. Uh, I'm like, relax, you're fine. 
Yeah, as long as she's gonna run away with a meal. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, relax. That would be a twist. I'd never see. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, for real. I w- what? And I would toss the book across the room if Probably, that happened. Yeah. Emil returns with a horse named Storm, and they ride off, and Kira and Castile are flanking her on each side, just in case she falls off, which I mean, <laughs> I guess is a safe thing to do. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Castile asks her what she'd like to do for the coronation, and that it's typical uh, that it is like an all-day party with a ball. Poppy really wants a ball, but says that they kind of don't have time right now, and that They'll plan one after they deal with all this shit. This gave me big coronavirus bride vibes. Yeah, it's like, let's have a small get-together, and then after coronavirus, then we'll It doesn't seem like there's going to be an after. <laughs> no, fine. it's not an after. It's going to be like um, when we decide that this is how we live now. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we haven't figured that out yet. You know? No, no. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hang tight, guys. <sighs> big sigh. Big sigh. So suddenly an arrow whizzes by, and Castile yanks Poppy onto his horse as the unseen and Grim, Girim, Girim. <laughs> um, come running up. Castile gets them off the horse and tells Poppy to kill as many as you can before kissing her. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate at the time. Time and place, babe. Like, time and place. Seriously. Um, a battle starts, but more unseen and Girims are coming out of the trees. Poppy decides to use basically her intense powers mm-hmm. and literally turns all of the enemies to dust, like with a snap of a finger. She's like, very Bye. Avengers game. Yeah, she like fucking Thanos is the shit out of them. Yeah. She is still glowing with power when Castile literally pulls her back by telling her what she did was incredibly hot. Of course. And Poppy knows that she did what she had to do and that no one will stop her from taking the crown. She's really like coming into her own this book. Like she's really yeah. like, I'm a badass bitch. I'm still kind of confused as to what her powers are, but what else is new? I'm always confused. They're kind of like everything and nothing. Yeah, like they manifest into like kind of whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, as they continue their journey, they wonder how the Unseen found them, and Castile once again reiterates that Poppy is a goddess. Um, they finally make it to Avamon, which is this, like, gorgeous capital city, and obviously we go into, like, massive descriptions of the setting that Kat and I definitely fucking skipped over. Like, I was like, absolutely not. I kept flipping the pages. I don't really care. Um, notably, Avamon does have statues of all the gods plus Nikdos' consort watching over the city, which I thought was kind of interesting. Poppy is in awe of the city and has a shit ton of questions, which Kieran makes fun of. And she just starts crying at the beauty of the city, which I thought was like so cute. And it reminded me of the time that I cried walking into Harry Potter world. Do you remember that? You cried? I did. Did you? I did. I teared up. And when when we entered like what area? Like Hogsmeade? Uh, yeah, Hogsmeade. Because I think we went to Hogsmeade first. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. That makes sense. Honestly, I don't remember that. I like teared up. And I also cried the first time I heard the um, the the fireworks at the end, like Disney World. Happy Ever After is that what it's called? Oh, I don't think they have that show. Did they? I know they might have retired done. that show. Yeah. Yeah, but what did they? Ugh, I'm kind of sad about well, it. Well, this year was their 50th anniversary. Oh, really? Yeah, we should have gone. I actually, I really miss. I really miss traveling. It's really. I know. Me too. I really miss traveling. Oi. Okay. Anyways. Um, they walk through the massive city and there's all these like sectors and sections that produce different things. Um, and she also learns about Shadowstone and how it was brought from the Shadowlands to build temples. And this becomes like important later. So like note to self, you know, when they get to the palace, they drop off their horses with the stable hand Raul and Poppy gets to meet Perry, who is like a childhood friend of Castile's. And we like never see them again in the book. So I don't even know why like we spent 10 pages with them. 
Um, as they're walking into the palace, Poppy gets like hella nervous, but both Castile and Kieran ease her anxiety by touching her cheeks and calling her fearless and a descendant of the gods. Like they're both like, like Castile touches her cheek and tells her not to worry. And then like Kieran touches her cheek and tells her not to worry. And I'm like, this is getting a little spicy. Um, they finally make it to Castile's parents who ask about the journey and about Poppy's brother, blah, blah, blah. And then finally Castile says that they've come to claim the throne. It's mine. He's like, can we have it now? Thanks. Only like 400 pages later. Literally, only like fucking three quarters of the way into the book do they ask for it. No big deal. So the king asks what would happen if they contested the claim. And Poppy says that they are more than welcome to contest. But one way or another, the crown will pass to them. Castile agrees and just says that he wants to make this as trauma-free as possible. And that they will need his parents' support in ruling the kingdom. So the king and queen agree and all they have to do is announce to the council that they are giving up the crown and then announce it to all the citizens, aka it's about to happen because the council is all present right now. Yeah, like they're literally all there. Yeah, some old guy named Gregory steps up out of the shadows and decides to give his very unwarranted two cents. Yeah. It's like, just like no why one cares you, about what, yeah, no one cares what you have to say. Yeah. And he says that some feel that because Atlantia is on the brink of war, power should not be transferred, and that despite the fact that Poppy is a deity, she is still a foreigner to Atlantia. Aka, he sounds a little and yeah, shitty to me. And Poppy says that Gregory and the others should rest assured that their enemies are the same, and that she hopes they will allow her to prove her loyalty. She's being really nice to them. Yeah, I'd have been like, get out of here. Who are I'm you? I'm like, get fucked. I'm the queen. I don't have to sweeten my delivery for Todd. <laughs> Who the fuck is Todd? <laughs> oh my god. So good. So yeah, that shuts him up for uh, the time being. Yeah. Then the transfer of the crown starts. It like really happened so quickly. It, it literally. So anticlimactic. There was like no pomp and circumstance. No. It was just like. Here, okay, you, here go. you go. And Poppy and Castile kneel before his parents as they accept the crown and the kingdom. And then there's this whole do you accept speech and boom, they rise and then they are the new king and queen. See, That's like, it. happened, like, you blinked and you missed it, you, you blinked know? Lit, genuinely, best description, you blink and you missed it. Um, Poppy and Castile are introduced to the palace staff and the head of the, like, palace, whose name is, like, Rose. Poppy is shocked to see that the staff are treated like actual humans as opposed to how they're treated in Solace, which is, like, absolute garbage. Um... Poppy asks Rose if she can organize the change of the crest, and Rose tells them that all the changes will be made at once. She's like, oh my god, everyone will be so excited. Um, Castile, Poppy, some of the Wolven, and the Crown Guard walk through their palace on the way to the council meeting in, like, this big, like, room. Poppy gets to see some of the rooms, and she's giving off big, like, small town girl in a big city vibe. She's like, oh my god, look at all these, look at this furniture. And I'm like, girl, relax, like, you came from a capital city too, but apparently this is just, like, super cool. They finally make it to the stateroom where most of the council members are seated along with the old king and queen. Fallon tells them they must pick an advisor and Castile lets him know that they already have someone in mind. Obviously, it's Kieran. Um, and Valen says that is a great choice. Poppy wanders off and shockingly bumps into the woman who was at the Red Pearl who sent her to Castile's room. And surprise, the woman is Miss Willa. We finally get to meet Miss Willa. Okay, I guess I... I forgot about this, that she was the woman who sent 
her to cast yeah. in, like, room. Yeah, she, like, orchestrated a lot of this. And I remember how we were like, are we ever going to see this woman again? And, and we did. We did. Poppy is internally freaking out while simultaneously panicking that Castile is going to say something stupid because, like, when I think when he sees that it's Miss Willa, like, when he puts two and two together, like, his eyes, like, fucking light up and he's, like, so excited. Um, when they sit down for the meeting, another old ass council member reiterates Gregory's concerns and would like to have a discussion, which Castile does not have time for. He's like, absolutely not. We're not talking about this. Both him and Poppy shut this guy down real quick. And it's so embarrassing for him. I'm like, oh my God, are you ever going to survive? Like I would simply have passed away. I've been like, you know what? I'm retiring my position on the council. Um, then Castile's like, oh Lord Ambrose. I think that's like Gregory, by the way, Gregory Ambrose or something like that. He's like, oh, Lord Ambrose, you weren't in the chambers when we were coronated, and I didn't see you bow to Poppy when we entered the room. John Ambrose McLaren? John Ambrose McLaren. I love you, John Ambrose McLaren. Mm. He didn't bow to Poppy. Gotcha. Um, Poppy tries to get Castile to stop, but he basically, like, rips into Ambrose and tells him to bow before his queen or bleep before her, which I thought was excellent. He bows stiffly, and then Castile is like, great, anyways, let's stop a war. Castile and Poppy explain their absolutely fucking harebrained plan about meeting with the Blood Crown and offering their ultimatum and all of their dumb reasons why they think it will work. Some of the council members um, think that it will work because it strips the foundation of what Solus believes in. Um, other council members want a war um, because they don't think that Atlanteans can like change. Lady Cambria, who is a council member, says that Castile and Poppy shouldn't be the ones to go because it's too dangerous. So her and this other guy named Sven volunteer to go um and to be honest lady cambria is right she has two brain cells to rub together this is a stupid fucking harebrained idea they should not just be like letting castile and poppy but go who's by themselves. this sven man like, <laughs> he's another council member. i know but like i seem like it's why would an irrelevant person go i don't know it's but, still an important meeting i know but it's so funny like the fact that his name is sven all i can think of is like olaf being like who's the handsome guy's name oh sven, that's sven yeah or like i don't know something like that and who's the cute reindeer no, it's like, who's the uh, the hairy-looking, smelling guy? And that's, they're like, oh, that's Sven. And, yeah. talking about, and then who's the cute reindeer? Yeah. Sven. <laughs> oh, you're both, both made the same. Make it easy for me. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't so, remember the exact That's actually, I think, how it goes. Um, Poppy and Castile refuse and say it's fine because the Blood Crown doesn't want them dead. And they will arrive at Oak Ambler before they're expected. Why wouldn't the Blood Crown want them dead? To be honest with you, that seems like the best way to get rid of them in my opinion. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Then Poppy tells them about her brother and what he said about waking Niktos' guards. They announce that they are traveling to Elysium in the morning, and everyone is like, question mark, question mark, question mark, what the fuck? He's going to kill you before you even have a chance to explain. And they all bicker about it a little bit, but Poppy settles it, that they're going, and they're going to make like him wake up. They're like, no, we're waking his ass up. It's fine. Why would Niktos kill his own well, relative? Well, I think like that's her point. She's like, he's not going to kill me. Like, I am his... Well, I am his... Whatever the fuck. Great granddaughter i don't even know what yeah. she is i'm still confused yeah well join the club same miss willa fully supports this of course because she's chaotic and she shuts down other council members and offers her advice and help to poppy and castile she tells them that she knows of someone who has been to elysium and then she warns them not to enter the city of the gods Delos. bad news if you enter the city of the gods allegedly like another city name like, another place we've never just, heard of before. Just more fucking things that yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like at this point in the book, you shouldn't be introducing new things. You know? It's just a lot. Like, two-thirds in the book, you should be wrapping up. Solving the issues, 
not creating more. That's just my we thought. Should, we should be tying up loose ends, yeah. not chopping fucking strings left, right, no. and center, okay? So the council all eventually agree to the plan, and the meeting is adjourned. Yeah, Poppy like, catches right. up with Miss Willa and asks her about the night at the Red Pearl, and Miss Willa basically says that she felt the urge to be there that night. Weird. And felt it was right to send Poppy to Castile. Miss Willa just operates on straight vibes. Yeah. She just, just straight vibes, nothing else. So Miss Willow reveals that she's a seer, and she felt as though Poppy and Castile were searching for the same thing that night, to live. How poetic. How poetic. She tells Poppy that she is always happy to answer her questions, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, even different kinds of questions, and she can refer her to specific chapters, a wink. She's like, just in case you need any help, satisfying that hubs of yours. Check page 53. That's Top of page one. 53. <laughs> Two lines down from page 64, you'll find something that will absolutely blow his fucking mind. She also tells Poppy to not worry about the prophecy and that her days are still unwritten. Yeah. So does she believe in the pop- in the prophecy then, it seems like? She's like, don't worry about it, but maybe She true. says something about the prophecy that I didn't really understand, but she I basically says that, like, she's not the bad one that the prophecy foretold, regardless of whether or not the prophecy she's is Because she's a seer. Did she know who the bad one is then? I don't know. Maybe she does. The rest is still unwritten. Yeah, I just thought of Natasha Bedfield. Do you know that song? Yeah, yeah. I am. Anyways, so finally, it's time to present Poppy and Castile to the public um, via the balcony. Yeah, like a very like you know when the royal family gets married and they like send them out onto the balcony. I'm also thinking of um, Princess Diaries too, when her and her fiance go on the balcony and Mm -hmm. she like drops a flower pot and she like grabs it and she Mm -hmm. just like shakes it in the. Anyways, (laughs) it's so good. Um, so Poppy declines changing and just wants to go in her leggings and shirt as like basic clothes yeah um and that's very humble of her yeah we love a relatable queen and willa introduces them as king of blood and ash and queen of flesh and fire and the crowd erupts yep and cheers yep the women are like howling and people are stomping their feet and hands and Castile tells Poppy that the people are telling her that they belong to her and they will go to war for her. See, and this is why I was like, why the fuck is Gregory speaking up and saying that, like, she's foreign? Like, clearly the people like her. Like, am I, st- am I missing something? I mean, I guess there's never going to be an instance where everyone likes you. Okay, but that's fine. Like, I feel like for the majority, like, people are, like, pretty accepting. Right, so, like, he should have just kept his opinion to himself because what does Todd know? What Who the- is Todd? Who is Todd? I cannot. So Poppy is just very overwhelmed in this moment and her and Castile kiss because they're always kissing in front of people. Always. Always. And the crowd cheers even more because they love PDA. Yeah. We love PDA. They really ship that relationship. They ship it hard. So they make it back to their massive room and Poppy spends some time just wandering and exploring while food is being brought up. She's like still in shock and awe over what just happened and the conversation turns to birthdays and we found out that Castile is born on the first day of the six months. Which, which means, means a, yeah, January, no wait, June 1st. June 1st, so he's a Gemini. Right. And that Poppy is born on the fourth month but doesn't know the day. So she's born in April. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just picks the 20th. Which means she's an Aries. Yeah. This is a chaotic pairing. Aries and Gemini, are they compatible? <sighs> Um, I believe Gemini is an air sign, and Aries is a fire sign, and fire signs usually like to hang out with air signs because they like really gas us up really hard. Also, Gemini is like very intellectual. So, I don't know. All I'm saying is, yeah, definitely gives off Aries vibes. 
her. Big temper on her. I feel like all these main like characters are always Aries. Because we're fucking sick. Why can't there be a Libra? <laughs> I want a, a Libra lead. Love all my love to Libras, but you know what you guys would spend the whole book doing? Trying to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> I resent that so much but honestly it's true i'm terrible like if there was like a libra main heroine like they'd be like weighing their options like proing and conning it like the reason why like aries i feel like aries main characters like they stab first ask questions later which like you know just kind of like moves the plot along even though like they shouldn't be doing that shit it's so true though yeah you guys would be like graphing it out like should i do this like this is the pros this is the cons like you gotta like weigh options you know the world would be over by the chance you made it (laughs) you'd like roll up onto the battlefield it's like done yeah it's like you missed the whole thing it's like oh okay well i guess the decision was made for me then (laughs) okay um so castile asks poppy about miss willa and she tells him the whole story about the red pearl and her opinions on the prophecy and how poppy is not bound to this prophecy blah 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 like just recounting the whole story yep and Castile is relieved that he tells her that before they relax, he would like to talk to Kieran together and that Kieran is already on his way, obviously. Mm-hmm. He asks Poppy if she feels hunger for blood and explains that what the symptoms might be like, but she says that she's fine. Mm-hmm. And Kieran comes in and they're like, we have something to ask you. And Kieran goes, oh, is it about the joining? Mm-hmm. And Poppy laughs and says, no, that it's not an issue because she's a deity now um but then she realizes that she will basically live forever but castile will eventually die aka the joining still needs to happen at some point 100 percent. the joining has to happen yes and maybe it will at some point i don't know also like won't she be bonded to all the woven aka like won't all the woven live forever now i mean i guess that's an assumption that we're gonna make but i don't know if she's ever gonna actually confirm that in a novel yeah and like if the wolven get married will their people also live forever because like they're bonded i don't know i was trying to like think about this but i don't think there's see a- there's just so many things that like aren't answered in this book yeah it- and i feel like there's just so many questions no answers and then she'll answer things that we don't really care about that was like one of my things like i don't really care when they're born i'm sorry Oh, I do. I love learning okay, people's well. zodiac signs. But, you know, that's just a little... But, it, no, you're right. Like, there was a lot of things that were answered where I didn't necessarily care to know. Like, I didn't really give a shit about. And then, like... In most books, you never really actually find out when people's birthdays are. That's also... That's always, like, something canon that the author will say later. Oh, they're an Aries. Yeah, or they're, like, oh, they're born on, like, blank, blank Like, day. you don't know... I never knew when Edward's birthday was until she said it. Like, until Stephanie Meyer said it a long time later. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they don't celebrate his birthday in the book. No. So, it's kind of like that. Like, no one really talks about people's birthdays. But here she chooses to tell us that, but God forbid she gives us details. You know what I think? How you know what I think is live. with this book? Okay. I think this book is trying to be obviously like an action fantasy novel, right? But it also has a lot of like slice of life moments, like where it's just like, oh, watch these two characters have a conversation. And like sometimes those two don't go well together because like I feel like people who pick up like adventure fantasy books don't necessarily want slice of life. I don't know. I could be let us know what you Honestly, think. Honestly, there's just... I'm okay with the conversations. There's just too many of them. And half the time, it's like the same conversation. Talk less. <laughs> Talk less. More, like, more... Just, like, do things. Get it done. A little less conversation. A little more action. Is on our song? Anyways. I think it is. Thank you. So, they finally ask Kieran to be their advisor. And he's actually kind of shocked because he thought that they would ask his father. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Jasper. Yeah. But he accepts obviously they all start to have a drink when it hits poppy who niktos's guards are she realizes that the guards are the dragon draken right 
um, people who can turn into dragons. And Castiel's like, I thought you knew that. And I'm like, did we even talk about this before? I don't fucking I don't know. remember ever talking about these dragons. I know things. when Castiel, when I was like writing this and Castiel was like, I thought you knew, I was like, why the fuck would she know? But also, when did Poppy figure this out? Because I sure as hell never figured this out. No, she figures it out. It like hits her randomly. Was that something in one of the paintings? Yeah, I think so. She saw like a painting uh, of like the of dragons course. or something. I skipped that part. A hundred percent. Any description of like anything, I'm like, bye. Don't care what's on the walls. Um, but Poppy is actually excited at the prospect and confident the blood of Nikdos in her will protect them. Yeah. So the next morning, Castiel, Poppy, and a group of others, very small group, meet at the temple to travel into the tunnels towards Elysium. Elysium? I don't know. Heisa lets them in, and the group sets off, thinking it's about a half day's journey. Poppy tells the group that if they see the mist, they have to let her go first, um, because I guess, like, the mist likes her. And she's going to avoid using her powers because she isn't sure what the powers would do down in the tunnels. Like, I think she's afraid of, like, who else, who else the powers would, like, wake up or whatever. Walking through the tunnels, Cassiel takes the opportunity to explain who Miss Willa and her diary are to the group. Um, and while they're all, like, having this conversation, Vanetta, like, falls through the floor. But luckily, like, Emile, like, catches her by, like, one arm. Um, and Emile and Kieran are, like, really struggling to pull her back up because, like, it's, it's like, the floor is any, it's, like, a hot mess. And Poppy decides to use her powers. And she imagines, like, this light lifting up Vanetta, which, like, shocker, it does. Like, she just, like, manifests it. Literally, she's the queen of manifesting. So can she just do whatever she wants? She literally, do you I, think like, she could just create something, though? Yes, like, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, she just like created a unicorn a unicorn would be there that's what i'm saying she manifests it she is the ultimate manifester like she just makes a vision board and it happens i wish yeah honestly um everyone is in awe and basically poppies can use her powers in like any way she pictures so like she manifests it she's a manifester wow wow so walking further into the tunnels they come across the mist and poppy clears it by leading the group they have to go through the next part of the tunnel by crawling that is terrifying i i hate small spaces no thank you it's not, for me it's not small spaces per se it's a small space um where you cannot see the other like, end the other end yeah that's like terrifying. that is terrifying to me so for example like i can go in a tunnel but the minute i have to crawl you know i it, where i can where you know i can't even see the exit anymore because like you're, you're very far away from it and you can't see the ex- the other exit on the other side that's terrifying absolutely not would not do it i would rather die like i don't know if you've ever watched it was a horror film it's called so as, yeah, yeah as yeah, above so, so below. below uh but the catacombs in paris yeah uh, that whole thing is terrifying. Absolutely. And not. it's not even the scary things they see. It's just all like. It's just the tunnels. It's the going further down and down and down. He's like, you don't know what the fuck's down and, but there. But I don't care about what's down there. How the hell are you getting out? Mm-hmm. How agree. you getting back up? I agree. That's what's terrifying. Agreed. It's more terrifying than whatever's down there. Agreed. Like, absolutely not. Far none. Anyways, so Poppy's soul is leading them and she's clearing more mist before she crawls out into Elysium. Yep. She just, like, pops out. She's like, here we are. And I guess that was, like, pretty quickly that they got there. Yeah. And there are these massive statues of women with wings, and no one is really sure what they are. Um, Nike? Yeah, Nike. literally. Nike? <gasps> My favorite statue. Yeah, it's a cool is, statue. Um, She's missing her head, though. Yeah, it's but it's, it's, like, it's the coolest fucking statue. It's, like, um, oh, I forgot what it's called. The statue of, it's, it's the statue of Athena Nike, but it's, like, a specific thing. In Paris. Yes, it's in the Louvre, but. Yeah. There's like a specific, stairwell. It's stunning. Unless they moved it. It's no, I think it's still in that massive like foyer stairwell type yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. It's stunning. I sat there and stared at it for like a solid ten minutes. It's beautiful. 
So they keep walking towards the statues because they have to go under the wings. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how they know that. I don't know, but I think it's just, like, the wings are, like, touching tips, basically. And, like, the only way to pass the statues is if you, like, walk under the wings. I see what what you're... Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, paint a picture. Yeah. But some really weird shit is going down. The ground starts trembling, and these geysers shoot up, and all of a sudden there are armed skeletons coming out of the ground. Which is really just... Not what you want to see ever. No. Uh, Poppy recognizes their blades as Shadowstone and that they look really familiar to the blade her mother was holding in her nightmare that she keeps having. Mm -hmm. And they're really scared and considering how best to kill the already dead skeletons. But Castile just shoves his sword through one and it crumbles. So um, he's like, like this. This doesn't really seem very helpful, these skeletons, to protect anything. No. So they fight off the skeletons, but more keep coming, and then the skeletons start vomiting snakes. Yikes. Very. I think, like, one person was like, I hate snakes, and I just immediately was like, Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like skeletons just, like, that is, I don't know. I'm also thinking of right now. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like, yeah. That whole scene. I Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, I knew exactly the scene you were picturing. I was like, yeah. Gr- mm-hmm. They're it's walking just, under the water and yeah, yeah, skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the group is like, um, Poppy, maybe you should, you know, use those powers of yours. Uh, and she does. And this time she pictures flames and it's burning all the enemies to the ground. And Poppy's like, huh, I guess I am the queen of flesh and fire. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. Uh, too soon. It's not time to be funny, okay? Castile goes, you're the queen of my heart. Oh, gross so corny i'm throwing up i literally i was like like no i know he was trying to be like funny but like i kind of hate it there are certain things that are just like too cheesy to be cute you know i agree and this is there's a very fine line between lines that make my heart absolutely just fucking like somersault oh that are just like oh my god like you feel it in your chest and just like and then there's the ones that are just like that big your, eye roll. That you make see your butt the back clench. of your freaking head. Yeah, they, they make your butt clench. They're like the butt clencher lines where you're just like, oh, like why was that? Yeah, set? that's one this of them. is one of those. So they finally make it to the statues and they realize they're seeing the city of the gods exactly where Willa said not to go. <laughs> they bypass the city going towards the temple whose floor is covered in diamonds that's cool that's really fucking cool and guarded by a massive stone dragon mm-hmm. casual awake the stone dragon that's from Mulan. <gasps> yeah and then like he, he, pops out. he breaks it oh he yeah. breaks the stone dragon yes this is true so that's why he has to go instead mm-hmm. um <laughs> of course poppy decides to touch the massive stone dragon and there's and she breaks it no <laughs> there's <laughs> basically a, a stone oh i know there's a sound of thunder, and then Kieran is like, uh, guys, what's going on? And what's when they that? look, the eye of the statue is open. That's creepy. Yeah. Like, no, no, I would not you. like that. Immediately, though. No. Immediately, no. I've seen what I needed to see. And <laughs> That's a good sound, too. I love that one. Everyone is freaking out because clearly it's a real, like, dragon. Yeah. And Castile is begging Poppy not to move. Yeah. But the dragon looks towards the, the temple steps, where the group sees Nikdos standing on the steps. Super cash. Okay, and I have a I have a quorum. Okay. Tell us. It's a dragon, right? It is. Why do you have to change the name and make something? Because new? I think the line, the bloodline is called Draken, and they can just turn into dragons. But it sounds like dragon if you just said it really fast. I know. Like Draken, Dragon. Fun fact, 
drag and k. So g and k are produced in the same spot in the mouth. It's just voicing that's changed. Is one voiced then one is voiceless? Yes, it is. Oh, I learned this in linguistics class. Oh my god, g g g. That's voiced and um, k, 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 whispered. Um, yeah. Anyways. So, Niktos is standing there, barefoot, which is, like, a really weird fact that Poppy decides to point out. I'm like, who cares? Um, everyone bows, and Niktos is shocked that Nektas, who's the fucking dragon, I'm like, really? You have to give him that similar of a name? Are there no she's, other fucking names? She's truly pulling, like, George R.R. R. Martin here with It names. makes, it makes me mad. Um, yeah, so Niktos is shocked that Nektas didn't kill them all. Um, which means that someone of his bloodline is kneeling before him, and obviously he knows Poppy, and he reminds him of the day that he blessed Poppy's marriage to Castile, and that this is a shitty way to repay him for his blessing. He contemplates just killing them all, and Poppy decides that this is an excellent moment to be mouthy, which pisses off Nikdos and really scares Castile, who jumps in front of her and is immediately like, oh no, she didn't mean it, ha ha ha. Nikdos then threatens to kill Castile, and Poppy stands in front of him, letting her power like crackle over her skin. And she has an image of this like silver haired woman who like speaks through her and says, I will not let you harm him or any of my friends. And finally, Nikdos backs off. And I was so fucking, I'm like, who's this fucking silver haired woman? Like, what but are we talking about? She keeps seeing this silver haired woman. I know, woman, but right? that's what I'm saying. I, she saw her in her dream. She saw this silver haired woman like I know. say things to her. But again, who is this person? Who's we'll never this? Know. We don't know. And she, like, I, I forgot to mention this, but I think when like Poppy first saw the stone, like the, the, the army, like the the bone army, or skeleton, mm-hmm. that's the word I'm looking for. The skeleton army, she was like, they belong to her. And I was like, who the fuck? But I think spooky, she's talking about the spooky silver. skeleton. Send shivers down your spine. I have way too many TikToks uh, in my brain right now. So good. Nikdos and Vi- I feel like the podcast is where we like verbal diarrhea, our like TikTok sound inventory. I you just know? do that on a daily. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is know? just me recording it. This is just... <laughs> Are you just like living your life and then suddenly you're just like my life is me saying tiktoks yeah. on repeat i like those tiktoks that like call that out where it's like where's my treat i've been a very brave little girl or like it's just a girl like sitting in front of her computer and she's like saying all the tiktok sounds in her head so good um great so yeah silver-haired woman blah 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 niktos backs off niktos invites her to talk alone and she goes with him after promising castile that she won't get herself killed wait theory yes what if the silver-haired woman is niktos's wife that's what i'm thinking that she's niktos's consort but i yeah. don't actually think it's ever confirmed in this book so i'm sure it will be though yeah at some point well the, the book because who else out- would she be because like clearly it's someone who niktos was like ah, i can't piss off this person exactly and who else to not piss off but your wife exactly. you should happy wife happy wife um so, yeah, they go talk alone, and Niktos tells her that he's been awake for a while now, especially in the last two decades. On top of that, other gods have been stirring as well. Poppy gives him shit over the fact that he's watched all the awful stuff happen and has done nothing about it. Um, and Niktos is amused and tells Poppy, you are so much like her, she will be thrilled to learn this. And again, like, I'm assuming he's talking about his wife. 100%. Yeah. Um, then he proceeds to tell her about the primals, just more information that we didn't know before, the gods that came before the ones who sleep now. He tells her that they became so corrupt that they had to be taken out of the picture, and then there was this, like, blood treaty made that only gods born in the mortal lands can go into the mortal lands, aka it shouldn't happen, because, like, there shouldn't be a god born in the mortal lands. But her. Technically her. Yeah. Exactly. Um... Then the truth comes out that Niktos is a primal and that basically that's why I like Poppy so powerful. Niktos tells her that he knows she has a bunch of questions, but she 
doesn't have like much time at the moment because the others like won't be able to survive much longer in Elysium. So she asks to wake his guards um, to help them against like the revenants who Nikto says are like abominations. He declines telling her she needs to leave and then tells her this. You were born of flesh with the fire of the gods in your blood. You are a bringer of life and a bringer of death. You are the queen of flesh and fire. Do more than one crown, one kingdom. What you seek, you already have. You always had the power in you. Okay, but like you could still offer her some help. No, a riddle. That's it. And she has to figure it out now. That's a riddle? Essentially, yeah. Because like she, it, she clues into it like later. Like soon, actually. Because there's only like eight chapters left of this book. Everything. But also he could have just been... Why? You know no, she know. doesn't have a lot of time left. Why you gotta give her a riddle? Just say, yeah, sure, I'll wake my guards here, go have fun. He's like, actually, yeah, they're not doing anything right now, so, like, go for it. No. But, like, no, let me give riddle. you a riddle. Riddle. You figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. why? This is why the middle part just hurts me. Yeah, this is why, genuinely, like, why it drags out. But, anyways. So, we, we skip ahead several days later, and Poppy is wondering if the trip down was even worth it. Um... But we get a whole recap of everything, which is unnecessary. So, like literally a ju- whole fucking It recap. just happened. Like I just read it. A bo- of like before. Mm-hmm. But um, for the last few nights, Castiel, Poppy, Kieran, and the gang have been trying to figure out how they're going to sneak into Oak Ambler before the official meeting date. We get a teeny bit more backstory from Castiel, which I feel like just isn't really necessary no, right now. No, it wasn't, but like, sure, let's learn it. Yeah, to fill out pages, right? Like mm-hmm. you need the 600 pages. You need it. You need it. All the cool authors are doing it. Yeah. So apparently he was raised to take over the armies of Atlantia as the second son, but it turns out he was always interested in farming, mm-hmm. which I mean is a little bit of a left field thing for me, I think. <laughs> I kind of laughed when I saw this, but I was like, what? I guess they're trying to make him like multidimensional. No, you know, know what I, when I, when I think of. Okay. Tell me. I'm a basketball player, but all I want to do is drama. Oh, <laughs> He's like having his Troy Bolton moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all I want to do is play the flute. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just really just, they <laughs> just, all I want to do is grow a turnip, but my dad's training me to yeah. raise armies. Yeah. It's True. one of those things. Yeah. Accurate. Accurate. Or like, I'm a football player, but all I want to be is a poet. Yeah. Like, that's like a mm-hmm. story. Anyways, it just seems like really like a Troy Bolton moment for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. He also asks Poppy one night what she meant by they were hers when they they saw the skeletons in Elysium Mm -hmm. and Poppy tells him about her visions and the silver-haired woman and they suspect that she is probably a primal yeah they like really don't know who she is yeah who knows? but I like I like that theory I like that it's probably Niktos's consort like I think so too Mm -hmm. Poppy also wonders what Niktos meant when they said goodbye about her being owed more than one crown and kingdom. She wonders if that means she will take the blood crown by conquering, or if he meant that she was in line of succession as Ileana's granddaughter. Mm -hmm. Later, while walking in the castle, Poppy bumps into Todd, bumps into Gregory, um, who happens to be looking for Castile, but he continues to be a dick to Poppy before leaving. He's he just is, really disrespectful. He is just a very misogynistic person. Super shitty. I hate him. Then she meets this woman, a beautiful woman, who is looking for Kieran. Turns out it's Gianna. <laughs> I fucking forgot about her until this uh-huh. part. It's like how I for totally forgot Ian existed. Yeah, I literally, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, Gianna. Okay. Gianna, who is Alistair's niece. Niece, and was supposed to be the one who, like, married Castile. Yeah. Immediately, Poppy is like, fuck me, I'm wearing the ugliest outfit, and I didn't even wear my <laughs> crown. She's like, I have to... Sh- 
up one this girl. She's like, I gotta flex on this yeah. girl. Meanwhile, I look like asshole. So I, I get that. Gianna apologizes on behalf of her family, and the women talk about Beckett. Yeah. Poppy decides to address the elephant in the room about Gianna marrying Castile, and Gianna's like, uh, to be honest, I wish you didn't know that. <laughs> Poppy admits that she likes Gianna and asks her if she had any inclination towards marrying him. Gianna says that it's not like that and that you didn't feel that way about Castile. Mm-hmm. Poppy says, good, because if you did, I would probably tear you apart limb from limb and then feed what remained to a pack of hungry barrets. Now, would you like to find Kieran? <laughs> uh, that's basically what she said. Wild. Yeah. Truly. She's like, stay away from my man or I'll kill you. She literally peed on her pole right there. Yeah. Later, Poppy, Castile, Kieran are sitting in the stateroom and Poppy is like, oh, I met Gianna. And Castile loses it for a hot sec and he wants to know what they talked about. She gives him the abridged version, but Kieran rats her out saying that that's not all she said. So Poppy admits to her threat, which obviously turns Castile on because he says, oh, I wish we weren't about to have this meeting because I want to fuck you on this table right now. That's so cute. So romantic. Romance. Fucking time and place, buddy. Romance at its finest. Truly peak romance. This is pinnacle right here. When the meeting starts, Kieran announces that he, Castile, Poppy, and Delano will be leaving for Oak Ambler in the morning. The other council members and Hissa don't think that is enough protection in case something goes wrong, which (laughs) obviously is going to happen. Obviously. Like... Please. If we can see it coming, they should see it coming. They should definitely see it coming. Castile says that another envoy, including Emil, Hissa, Veneta, Lyra, and some guards will arrive at the gates, while the smaller group arrives unexpectedly by sea. Essentially, those traveling by foot will have drawn attention to themselves, and Valen presses asking what the plan is if things go south, or if it is a trap, and Poppy is adamant that if the Blood Crown refuses their bargain, or if it's a trap... She will just, you know, destroy them all. Yeah, she's powers. like, when in doubt, burn it to the ground. Which, I mean, I get. I can appreciate that. What? Which, I mean, she doesn't really do. No. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's things, like all of her powers that just cease to exist. Things go south real, real quick. Um, Poppy and the gang are on the boat on their way to Oak Ambler, and Girl is having a hard time on the boat throwing up constantly. She's, like, not having it. Um, Castile says that he has a way to distract her and takes her into their rooms below deck where he tells her to sit on the desk. He lets her know that his plan is to fuck her over this desk, but first he wants to eat because he is so hungry. Castile goes, lift your ass, my queen, which I think is a sentence I probably could have done without, and helps her undress before, like, spreading her legs, and before he goes to town, my guy pulls out, like, Miss Willa's diary and tells Poppy to, like, pick a page, asking her to read to him. And, like, he tells her that he really wants to hear her say words like cock. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're really going to make her read to you? Like, that's what this moment... Anyways, so Poppy starts reading, and we get some, like, grade A smut staple lines, like, his manhood was thick and proud. His proud cock glistened. Like, these are just, like, your typical, like, new adult smutty lines that we're getting here. Castile keeps encouraging her to read while he, like, eats her out and, like, fingers her and shit. And then, obviously, after the obligatory mind-blowing orgasm, Castile takes out his own proud manhood and fucks Poppy on the desk. Um, And he repeats his famous line of, like, being completely in control, which I'm like, why do you keep bringing it up? Like, just lose control then. Like, show me what it's like. Like, you talk big shit for a guy that's not anyways. And this is, he bites her boob. And like yeah, but that's the first time that he's done that. I know, but I do. I'm just like, I, why? 
Because they are into blood play. I suppose that's true. We don't kink shame. On that this happens podcast. in every epi- Like that happens in every sex scene. He's like sucking on her breast, but like in two ways. I know. Double fold. Double fold. You know. Two fold. Does he bite near her nipple or like? I would assume so. Like he's just like on the nipple, but like <laughs> he is pulling, sucking on the teeth. This makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> and not a lot makes me uncomfortable. Um, and then to play like to even the playing field, he bites his own wrist and lets her drink. And then they move to the bed, and they have less bloody sex. Spicy pepperoni. See, like, I would really like this scene if it wasn't for the blood. To be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if maybe I just wasn't in the mood when I read these scenes. <laughs> maybe. But I'm just getting, like, I don't know. I need to change it up. It's got to change up for me. Like, something, something different's got to happen. <laughs> like, the joining, maybe. 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 Maybe that's what we need here. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe the joining is exactly what we need. Because, like, I would literally give this, like, a 3 out of 5. I feel like I'm starting to... I feel like it was novel at the beginning, the whole blood thing. Um, but mm-hmm. now it's just kind of starting to make me, I think, a little uncomfortable when I read the, the sex scenes in these books. Cause I just, Does that make sense? Yeah. I just, like, really picture, like, just blood everywhere. And that doesn't, like, sit well, with Well, I don't me. think they're messy. I know. I know. But that's what I picture in my head. I don't know. What would you rate it? I would just rate it three out of five. Spice yeah, I think so, too. Like, it, it, like I said, I would have liked it a lot more if blood wasn't involved. Yeah. Because it was, like, a good scene. Like, it was, like, you know, it was good. But just, I don't know. Not it for me. After, Poppy tells Castile he's worthy and can sense that something is, like, wrong. And she, like, continues to press him. And he gets hung up on the fact that she calls him Cass. He tells her this, like, whole terrible story about when he was in captivity and how he felt less than human. And sometimes he would fall into the dark, dark places even after coming home. And one of the things that would pull him out of it was someone calling him Cass. He tells her that when she calls him Cass, it reminds him that he's, like, a real person. She starts to cry and tells him that he will always be Cass, a person, a friend, a brother, a husband, her king. He tells her he loves her, and they spend the rest of the night having sex. Um, Then the next day, the ship docks, and the small group disembarks the ship. And things are about to go real south. Literally. (laughs) The last couple chapters are fast. So when they get to Oak Ambler, Poppy notices the rise is cracked. Mm-hmm. While in the city, Castile stops a boy from getting run over by a carriage, and he asks the boy what happened to the walls of the rise. The boy says that the ground rocked, and it was an angered god, maybe. Yeah. He didn't see the god, but nope. he's assuming. He's assuming. Mm-hmm. The boy says that it happened about a month ago, and Castile lets him run off. So they wonder what could have caused the quake, and Poppy feels awful for the people in the city who have to suffer. Mm -hmm. They make it to the castle, and Castile says that they will walk through an old passage underneath to get inside. Their plan is literally to just walk into the Great Hall and announce that they've arrived. Hello. Hello. This is the dumbest I have arrived. Like, you're telling me with that massive room of advisors and council members, no one was like, this is dumb, you're not going. And, like, actually made them understand that it was dumb. I think that they tried. And I think that they were like, um, our plan is the only one that exists. We don't want to hear any suggestions. That's Please some Aries bullshit if I've ever heard it. not comment. I will, be not, I will not be taking comments. I will not be further taking any comments. Thank you so much. Um, so the tunnels are empty and Castile becomes suspicious that there are no guards anywhere. And Kieran is like, mm, but wasn't that the point? Like, 
we don't want there to be guards. Literally, literally, Akira was like, uh, isn't this like a good thing? But anyways. Then this is important. Okay? Yes, this is important. They wa- they end up walking by this chamber with a cage in it, and inside the cage is a cave cat. Yeah, it's like a massive cat. And Poppy is drawn to the cat, and she goes to stick her hand in the cage, and suddenly the cat turns into a man, but just as quickly turns back into a massive cat. Mm-hmm. And do they describe the man at all? No, it's just like that he looks like really haggard and like emaciated and like the cat is like a gray white cat or something like that. Okay, well this is important. Yeah. This cat is important. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even know if they confirm it. Do they? No, they do. Okay, we do. What That's you're fine. thinking is... They true. do confirm yeah. it. You're right. Um, Poppy doesn't want to leave him, but Castile says that they have to like go on and he promises that they will include the cat man as part of their deal. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a cat in your basement. I want that too. <laughs> Like, when you put it that way, that's literally what... So, like, these are the terms. Like, you will give Atlantia their land back. I was like, by the way, that cat downstairs. Can I have it? I want it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I'm fucking dead. Oh. It's true, though. It's true. Like, what kind of random thing? Like, the queen would be like, the fuck? Like, She'd also be like, no, it's my cat. It's my cat. Like, that's why I have it. in a cage for a reason, bitch. Oh, my God. I'm dead. That's so funny. I think Poppy also asks if, like... She, like, makes a point to ask, like, could Malik, like, shift? Oh, yeah, because she's like, maybe this is the brother. Yeah. And then um, Castile is like, no, Malik or Mal... I don't know, Malik. Malik is the brother. Malik is the brother. Malik is the king. Yeah. Old king. Malik could not. So they make their way out of the tunnels onto the first floor of the castle, where they run into a woman strapped with blades and wearing some sort of ink mask on her face. Yeah. She's doing a facial. She is. Poppy thinks she might be a handmaiden, but again, they aren't sure. And the woman says that they've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's not really that much of a surprise. No, they obviously <laughs> fucking knew. Like, come on. Um, Delano tries to move, but the woman is super fast and pins Delano with the blade to his throat. The woman confirms that, yes, she is, in fact, a handmaiden. And then a bunch of guards fill the room to or- escort them. She tells them that the queen will not be happy. They wandered the tunnels and saw the cave cat. She's really protective over her cat. She's like, don't touch the cat in the basement. Don't fucking touch my basement cat. (laughs) She also tells them that the other group, the one with Veneta, was spotted and their arrival was expedited. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the cat again. Oh. (laughs) Don't the cat in the basement. I want it. Okay. Oh, man. Imagine they say it with those words, too. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest with you. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, okay. So, I'm done, I swear. <laughs> the woman assures them that the group with Veneta is safe, but no one believes her until Ian steps forward and confirms that this is true. Mm-hmm. They make their way to the Great Hall, where the rest of the group is being held, and then Poppy sees Tawny, who has, in fact, not ascended. Yes. Well, that's nice. Yeah. They run towards each other, hugging, and Tawny whispers, the queen isn't what she seems. You need... Dot, dot, dot. Before... Um, she gets caught off by Ian, seemingly to protect Tawny from anyone overhearing her. So she, we don't get to figure out what she was actually trying to say. Yeah. Then Queen Ileana walks in, apparently looking hot as fuck. Yeah, there was like a page description and I was like, honestly, it sounds hot. And then there's a man beside her who smiles and says, brother, it has been far too long. And Castile says, Malik? 
Honestly, I did not see this coming. Me neither. Like, this, this, this was a good twist. I gotta, like, call it out. There's a couple twists in here where I was like, whoa, like, didn't see that coming. Like, this is one that I did not see coming. Um, everyone is confused as fuck because Malik looks really comfortable at the moment. Like, he's, like, all cushy and, like, he doesn't look captured at all. Malik tells everyone that the queen opened his eyes to the truth and Castile's absolutely fucking enraged. Um, the How queen, did she manage to brainwash him is what I want to know. I mean, I guess, like, if you're that hot... I don't know, pretty privilege? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Unless, like, he was so It's like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, like, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like, maybe it's, like, a little Stockholm syndrome. Um, the queen tells Castile to settle down because she doesn't intend on hurting him. And the queen starts, like, gaslighting the shit out of Poppy, but Poppy's having none of it. Um, the queen says that she had always hoped that Poppy would become a queen and that this went just as she had hoped. The queen asks her if she's bonded to any of the woven, and Poppy confirms that she's bonded to all of them, which I feel like is a stupid thing to say. Like, why would you reveal that piece of information? But I digress. Malik is being really fucking dry, which pisses off Castile more. The queen goes on to explain that she had planned for Poppy to marry Malik, which is a big fucking shock to me. Um, turns out the queen knows all about their ultimatum because fucking Alistair told her. Honestly, he's Megan. the worst. She's literally the worst. He's... Alistair just ruined everything. Tr- truly, though. Um, the queen tells her that she'd rather see her kingdom burn than allow Atlantia to seize any land. The queen says that she wants Atlantia, and Poppy responds with, then it's war. The queen tells them that they can avoid war if Poppy claims Atlantia in her, in her name and swears sovereignty. Um, Poppy and Castile would keep the title of, like, prince and princess, but they'll have to allow soulless nobles to establish seats in Atlantia, and they have to dismantle their armies, and she wants to try the former king and queen for treason. Um, Castile's like, are you fucking insane? Um, but the queen is like dead ass so confident that she's gonna win the war. She has she not seen Poppy's powers though? Well, she's about to, and like it kind of becomes like irrelevant. Poppy's powers, like you'll find out why she's not like super scared of them. Oh yeah, you're right. I remember. Yeah, that. she explains that um, they have revenants on their side, non mortal beings who are incredibly skilled and resilient. And the queen just like nods at a guard, and then he pulls out a knife and like stabs it into the handmaiden's heart which was like very fucking dramatic and everyone is like freaking the fuck out as she dies but then queen iliana tells them to be patient because then the fucking woman rises up from the dead aka the woman is a revenant and they basically like can't be killed by like normal means um she even offers to demonstrate a revenant growing back their head disgusting um the revenants are allegedly born and they are the third sons and daughters of two mortal parents and then the blood of a king or one that is destined to be king is needed to finish um the transformation and that's why they were taking all those children at the right and why she needed like malik's blood or like castile's blood or something like that um they asked the queen why she hasn't marched into atlantia yet but apparently they wouldn't be able to cross the mist in the skotos mountains and she wants like the people's respect like she doesn't want them to absolutely hate her which i feel like kind of inevitable like they're gonna hate her regardless the queen says gaining their respect will be easy because the queen her is the mother of their queen poppy so allegedly Ileana is not Poppy's grandmother, Poppy's mother. Poppy is shocked, but Ian confirms that Ileana is Poppy's mother and that Ileana is not a vampire. Cora and Leo um, were Ian's mother and father, and Cora was Ileana's most trusted handmaiden. When Cora learned what Ileana wanted to do with Poppy, that's when her and Leo stole Poppy. Ileana tells Poppy that Cora survived the attack in the inn because she was a revenant, but she did not survive her wrath. Then the queen is like, Oh, by the way, my name is an Ileana. It's Isbeth. There are too many reveals in these last couple chapters. And Isbeth is Malik's, like, mid, like, 
that's that was What's allegedly the, the first vampire. That was his like mistress. Thank you. Us mistress was the word I was looking for. But apparently they were like heartmates. Yeah. So turns out after Eliana, Eloana, sure, poisoned Isbeth, who is Eliana. Mm-hmm. Malik found her and was able to give her his blood. And if a deity is the one to give you their blood, you actually don't turn into a typical ascended Mm -hmm. malik confirms this and to prove it isbeth stands in full sunlight a la edward cullen and she sparkles she's like this is the skin of a killer bella (laughs) um everyone is super confused and isbeth reveals that malik was a god the son of ictos himself and that's why he was so powerful and able to kill off all of the other deities Mm -hmm. she also claims that because a god ascended her she is a god herself and i think that that actually is not true no it's not but that's what she's like but i am a god Mm -hmm. she's like huh she's just like really in her um yeah when war broke out, Malik helped Isbeth sneak away and promised to bring their son to safety when the time was right. So they had a baby. I guess. Shocker. But then years passed and Isbeth hid among the Ascended. And one day she learned that Jalara was building an army at Pompeii to fight against Atlantia. And she joined him because she wanted to know what happened to Malik and her son. When she got there, all she saw was the newly crowned Valen and his army, and she knew that her son was definitely gone. Yeah. Uh, and I think that Alistair had said that they had killed her, didn't like the son, didn't they say that? And they had a habit of killing like anyone who might be Malik's descendants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was heartbroken and she basically blamed Atlantia for everything, lying about her, lying about Malik, killing her son. So it was from that moment that she vowed to basically take everything from them. But Poppy knows she really means that she will take everything for like from Eloana. Yeah. Like she wants to stick it to Eloana. Yeah. Essentially, this is like just petty. Like it's just revenge. Yeah, revenge between the two. Queens. And I mean, I mean, and this is this is a true testament up to whichever point of view a book is written from let's say this this book was written in isbeth's point of view oh you would be rooting for her you'd be like yeah burn atlantia to the ground exactly they killed your fucking and they lied about you because they lied about her being a vampire which she's not like they made it seem like mal uh malik created like the first vampire and the like whatever but isbeth was like no i'm not a vampire we were heartmates like eloana just couldn't stand the fact that like he loved me more and wanted to be with me this is why it's like a vil- villain is always all about perspective. Yeah, well, like, history is written by, like, the winners. The winners, right? So, yeah. like, exactly. They can say whatever they want. Yeah. In Atlantia. So, let's hope that, you know, Poppy's the winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poppy realizes that both queens are at fault for the bloodshed. Isbeth continues saying that the plan started for revenge, but now it's much bigger. And she had made Poppy the maiden to protect her until she could marry Malik and seize Atlantia. Yeah. M- like, marry Cassio's brother. Malik. Malik, yeah. Poppy loses it on Isbeth, saying that she feels sorry for what happened to her and her son, that it doesn't excuse all the atrocities in Solus, and the fact that Isbeth sent her, Poppy, a way to live with the man who beat and abused her for fun. Yeah, the Duke. Yeah. Poppy and Castile say that they do not agree to the terms set forth by Isbeth, and in retaliation, Isbeth orders Ian to be killed. Yes. Yes. Ian is beheaded. So dramatic. And Poppy is watching, like, everything happen in slow motion. Isbeth is, like, now screaming that, like, they made her do it. Like, like she's like, look what you made me do. Like, 
Um, and Poppy just screams, power flowing out of her as the room, like, dissolves into panic and, like, the windows are fucking breaking, like, it's chaotic. Poppy is determined to murder Isbeth, but Isbeth just, like, laughs, getting rid of Poppy's powers instantly, stating that gods don't fight like this. Okay, She's- but I don't understand this, though. How did her powers just dissolve? Because Isbeth also has powers. So what, their powers cancel each other out? I think that, like, Isbeth is also really strong and Poppy didn't think that she was this I know, but this doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you. Because Poppy is technically, should be more powerful than Isbeth because Isbeth does not have the, like, the powers of Nikdos, though. I completely agree. So this doesn't make sense to me. I completely agree with you. I just think it's maybe to show that, like, Poppy is still, like... Figuring out her powers. Figuring out her powers. Because to me, like, the fact that her powers just disappeared Like, blinked out of existence. Like, literally became irrelevant makes no sense to me. Yeah. Well... How can you go from literally destroying entire armies to, like, your powers just being gone? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I agree with this you. ending, though, it, it's just kind of infuriating because, like, you go from being so powerful to, like, nothing. To being like, ah, I just took away yeah, all like, your, your powers. Yeah, like, your powers essentially solve, like, every problem along the way. And then, like, now all of a sudden they're irrelevant. Like, at Right, least... and it just doesn't make sense to me how they became irrelevant. I know. Like, this, I just didn't understand. I don't it. know. I still don't get it. That's why I was confused before because I didn't remember this because it just, I didn't understand it, so I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, still confused. It's, it's same, though. It's only going to get more confusing from here on out. Um, then Isbeth starts to, like, choke poppy like force choke her in star wars not like real physically choke her as castile is like screaming for her to stop lyra tries to shift and attack the queen but isbeth flings her away killing her instantly i was sad about this same because i kind of i wanted to know more about lyra as a character and then i was like kieran like genuinely cannot catch a break yeah like he deserves love poor guy um isbeth is still choking poppy searing her mind from the inside out and castile is begging isbeth to stop promising to give her atlantia Castile then says, you want to control her? You want me then? Take me. I won't fight you. I swear I won't. Just stop, please. Poppy, Why would you kill her daughter, though? That seems a bit... I don't know. I don't think she would... I don't think she actually was going to kill her. No, she was just going to be like... She wanted to put Castile in that She position. wanted... Yeah, and she wanted, like, Poppy to, like, you know, get, a, like, a little like, pat on the tush. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I am better than her. Yeah. She's like, Meh. Um, Poppy can hear, like, his deal, and she tries to tell him to stop, but Isbeth just orders Malik to retrieve his brother, and then Poppy passes out. When Poppy wakes up, she is in the woods outside of Oak Ambler with Kieran and Hysa. Vanetta is tending to Tawny, who is badly injured, and Kieran confirms that Lyra died, which is, again, really fucking upsetting. Poppy asks about Castile, but her question is met with just, like, silence. Um, apparently after Castile gave himself up, the queen handed over Tawny as a gesture of goodwill. Poppy is reeling, remembering how Castile felt in captivity, and everyone is trying to calm her by telling her that they will get him back no matter what. But Poppy just like throws her head back and screams, whipping up a storm around her. Poppy is like absolutely enraged, and she makes her way towards like the outer like town that surrounds Oak Ambler. So it's like a small rise, a small town, the big rise, Oak Ambler. Um, and everyone is like begging her to stop, but she just like tears down the smaller part of the rise with the power with her powers like crushing the guards inside. Then like the handmaiden suddenly appears, telling Poppy to stop that these people are innocent and have nothing to do with what happened in the castle. She threatens to shoot Poppy with a shadowstone arrow, and she just keeps repeating that these people are innocent. And finally, Poppy calms down, and the handmaiden expresses that she is sorry for what happened to Ian, but tells Poppy that she needs to leave and that the blood crown is like already gone. Um, the handmaiden insinuates that she never had a choice, similar to how Poppy felt like when she was the hand, like the maiden herself. Poppy demands to know where they've taken Castillo and that she will stop at nothing to get him back, no matter what fucked up shit she has to do. She's like, I don't care how tainted my soul gets, like I'm going to get him back. The handmaiden says that the only way is to submit and take Atlantia in her name, like her being um, Isbeth. 
Poppy refuses. The handmaiden says that he will be taken to the capital, but no one knows where Isbeth keeps her pets, and that Poppy won't get even close to Castile unless she brings the fire of the gods with her. Then the handmaiden leaves, saying that she is sure they will meet again. Later, on their way back to Atlantia, the group stops at a hunting cabin to rest. Poppy can't figure out what happened to Tawny, and not even her healing gifts will help. Like, she has, like, a wound that just, like, won't heal. Um, no one in the group is sleeping, and they all stay up trying to figure out a plan. Poppy does, like, a lot of thinking and, like, soul-searching, and comes to the realization that she is not a deity, but a god. And that that's what Nikdos had meant by she always had the power in her. She realizes that she never needed Nikdos' permission to summon the dragon. Like, she's like, I could just do it myself. Like his guards to just be like, exactly. and doing what I want. And that's basically like her solving Nikdos's riddle. Right. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this ending was too much for me. <laughs> um, back in the capital, um, Yvamon, I don't even know how to say that. Yvamon? Yeah, sure. Poppy is on a mission to find Queen Eloana. Mm-hmm. She finally finds her sitting with Sven and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory's just Todd now. Um, and some like crown guards and immediately she starts cutting into um Eloana like basically saying that you know you know you knew and she goes white basically and everyone starts asking about the king in a panic but Poppy is having none of it Gregory starts being a dick again and Poppy absolutely like eviscerates him and tells him she doesn't give one flying fuck what he thinks of her and he will not speak to a god in such a way mm-hmm. everyone bows down to poppy and eventually so does gregory and for a moment poppy considers like killing him well she just should have done it but that's fine mm-hmm. um but she doesn't because she felt like being nice she was like i don't want to be like isbeth yeah so she's like i'm not gonna instead she sends everyone else away and she wants to speak to eloana by herself Mm-hmm. So Poppy and Eloana sit and Poppy tells her about Ian dying and that Isbeth took Castile and that Eloana knew it was more than just about making more ascended. It was personal. Poppy accuses Eloana about knowing that Isbeth wasn't a vampire and lying, but Eloana swears that she didn't know the truth at first. She only found out when she like entombed Malik. Yeah, that's when she realized yeah. like, oh, she's not a vampire, like Poppy tells her that that both of her sons are still alive, but that Malik is cozying up to Isbeth. Eloana breaks and says that everything is her fault and that it was her own ego that stopped her from saying anything. Eloana was butthurt over the fact that Malik chose Isbeth and that she won, becoming queen, and the reason why Atlantia was stuck in these lands. Mm -hmm. Apparently, only Valen and Alistair knew the truth. Eloana admits that it was Alistair who took care of Isbeth's son. AKA. Killed him. Killed him. Eloana is surprised to know the truth about Malik and that he was a god and that Poppy reveals that she is Isbeth's daughter and that Isbeth had planned all along for Poppy to marry Malik and take Atlantia. Poppy says that she will not give up Atlantia and that she will summon the Draken for the now unavoidable war. Poppy tells... Hissa to send word to the Blood Crown that she wants to meet at Oak Ambler in a week and that she will only speak to Isbeth or the king and that she will send them a message that Castile would be proud of. Mm-hmm. The next day, Poppy and Kieran casually go to Elysium and meet up with Nectas in his human form. He informs them that Nikdos has gone to sleep once more with his consort, so like, you know, he's not here. I feel like this is not the time to be sleeping. Yeah, truly like why did you why go, are you going to fuck back to bed no. like he's like up. you know he was like this is too much for me i'm gonna take a nap i did not pay for this i'm gonna go to bed the the, the paycheck listen it's not good i'm, gonna I'm take not it. getting it's paid like you know when you get so overwhelmed and you have a massive to-do list so you just take a nap 
Every day. This is what... Every damn day of my life. This is what Nikdos is doing. Poppy says that she's not here for Nikdos, but to seek the aid of the Draken to fight the Revenants and fight alongside Atlantia. She doesn't seek to destroy Solus or kill innocent people. The Draken is kind of like, but you know cities will fall regardless of your intentions. Like, people are going to die. Poppy agrees and says that she understands. Nectas says that if she is ready to bear the weight of two crowns, and if she will help bring back what is ours to protect, what will allow the consort to wake... Poppy is confused, as am I, but the draken tells her that she has to bring back her father. Poppy is like, Malik? But the draken tells her Malik had been lost to them for a long time, and then he reveals that Malik is not her father, but rather his twin brother, brother um, Iris. It, and I guess no one knew that he had a twin brother? Yeah. I was like, see, this is what I mean by like too many like twisty reveals at the end. I was like, this is too much. Like, I can't keep up. Poppy is like, what the hell is going on? And Nectas tells her that Iris was lured from Elysium with Nectas's daughter. And he was like, and he hasn't like called for them. So they can't like go to him or whatever. Poppy asked if Iris could switch forms. And Nectas confirms that Iris' favorite form was a large gray cat. So basement cat. Basement cat is her dad. Yeah. So he would have been good to add into the bargain. Yeah. Even though the queen definitely would not have fucking agreed. <laughs> she would have been like, I'm not listening to you. Yeah. Um, she also learns that Malik would not have died if entombed. He would simply like waste away, but like stay alive. Like he would just be really So weak. right now he's technically still alive. Yeah, he's not dead. Nectas tells her to speak the words to summon them. And she does. And the ground like rumbles and the dragon like bursts forward. Um, Nectas says, from this moment to the last moment, they are yours, queen of flesh and fire. And the dragon fly towards the mountains of Nectos. I mean, I feel like that was a very powerful weapon she should have had before. A hundred percent. And like, like you couldn't have gotten like, the dragons before. But she didn't figure out the stupid riddle. Exactly. Which is why it's like, listen, man, you knew she had, you knew she was short on time and you were about to take a nap. You she could have just given her the answer right away. She could have you know? solved this 10 chapters ago. No, for real. It's like when you're like trying to get the answer out of a, te- like a teacher on a test. And they're like, and they're like, hmm. <laughs> once you like realize that you're going to like, kick yourself for and not you're like, remembering no and i'm like, gonna fucking kick you for why not just tell me then bitch <laughs> do you want me to fail and stay in your class so later poppy is back at the capital ready to travel to solus valen meets them before they leave telling poppy that he is happy his son found her and that he and elowana are proud to have her as a daughter-in-law cute um also a little late though truly perhaps <laughs> like a book you're your son is kidnapped. Like, now we're doing the fuzzy feelings? And now we're on the field? Okay. Okay. He also asks Poppy to kill Malik as quickly and painlessly as possible, which Poppy agrees to. That must have been hard for him to ask. I guess he was like, like he my kn- son is gone. And he knew that. Unless he is a double agent. I, I don't know. Honestly, nothing would surprise me anymore. But Could be. Maybe. Maybe he's like, this is the only way. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was so tortured, he was like, the only way for me to be free of this is, is to, to like, just be like, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. Fair. But he's waiting for a moment to get the fuck out of there, you know? Possible, possible. I hope so. Because I always find it really hard for siblings to have to kill them, like, siblings, you know? I know, that's like a I, really hard pill for me It's hard, to yeah. Like, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate when that has to happen. Like, he went his whole life wanting to find Malik, and then, yeah. like, we're going to have to kill him all. Exactly. So I would yeah. be more happy if it turns out that he's just like a double agent yeah yeah. like he did what he had to do and like i would feel i would i would be like oh you know what i can condone your behavior Mm because like you were chained you were chained to a pole and like people were sucking on your blood you know what i mean like i would i I would would allow i would turn to exactly Mm -hmm. exactly i'm not keeping my hopes up though i I don't want to be hurt i know i know it's gonna be sad when he dies Mm -hmm. uh he also asks poppy and i already said that (laughs) four days later the army and the dragon are in oak ambler 
Um, see, this moves really fast. I know. It's just so random. Like the last hundred Now pages, we're skipping four days before. Before no, we did every single hour. Exactly. <laughs> we had a freaking play-by-play. 6 p.m. Poppy wakes up, eats Seriously. some hard bread and some hard cheese, thinks about basement cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally though. Mm-hmm. Um, so at night, Poppy and a small group make their way to the gates and are met by King Jalara. Jalara and Poppy are throwing insults at each other and Jalara is making sure to highlight all the awful things that Castile had to endure. Yeah. Yikers. So mean. Poppy says that she has come to send a message to the Blood Queen and Jalara is pissed that he has come all this way for just like a message. She's like, this is not worthy of I would have been like, you know what? I'm just going to kill you then. Like, no. if you're not going to deliver a message. You're just better off dead. And what in fact does she do? Yeah, well, Poppy laughs and says, I misspoke. It's you that's the message. And then Kieran jumps out, latching onto King Jalara as Poppy beheads him. That seemed too easy. Like, you'd think that they would have protected the king a little better. But I think that he's honestly like a nothing. Yeah, he's, like, like, he's, he's not he's, a powerful person. Yeah, no. He's just It's really his a, wife. Yeah. Exactly. Like, he just... Mm-hmm puts everything in motion I, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she Agreed. just rules you know what i mean like he mm-hmm. he does all the like the labor but like she's running the actual she's show. like the neck that turns the head yes you know? exactly yeah. um so he's beheaded he's dead now mm-hmm. great um it kind of also reminds i you know what i just watched mulan that's why i keep thinking of all these mulan references <laughs> there's a scene when um the bad guy is like how many people do you need to deliver a message and his henchman's like only one and they shoot the other guy yeah yeah i remember that yes 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 anyways mm-hmm. um so and then poppy fights like a god shattering shields and swords and cracking bones i think her powers like change like now like she knows how to use them better or something like that i don't know yeah the revenants taunt her saying her powers will not work on them and poppy agrees as one of the draken lands in front of her slamming into the revenant she tells them to take the king's head back to the queen along with this message it's a long one strap in wait so pause though before Mm -hmm. i read the message yeah so nothing can kill the revenants we haven't figured out what can kill them the dragons can because they are the fire of the gods Oh, right, that's what so, that, and that's what that woman said. Yeah, and that, that, and that's why she needs the dragon so badly. Right, right, so, right, 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 yes. right. Now they do. Ah, uh, so here's the message. Let her know I have his crown. It's mine now. I want you to thank her for me for teaching me to fight like a god. Tell her that was for Ian. Now this is the really important part. I need you to make sure she understands that I'm coming for her, that I will burn every revenant that stands between her and me. I will strike down every ascended who defends her. I will topple every castle she seeks to hide in. Make sure she understands that her survival hinges on Castile. She will release him or she will see each and every one of her cities leveled. If she touches him again, I will destroy her precious Malik. And I can. I know where to find him. He lives for now. And if she kills Castile, if anyone kills him, I will make sure her death is a slow one that will take hundreds of years to complete. You understand? She then ends off with this. Make sure she knows that I am the chosen, the one who is blessed, and I carry the blood of the king of the gods in me. I am the Lessa of the sure. of the woman, the second daughter, and true heir owed the crowns of Atlantia and Solus. I am the queen of flesh and fire, and the gods' guard rise with me. Tell the blood queen to prepare for war. That is a very long message. And that's how it ends. And Imagine the guy, like, writing it down. He's like, he's like you know what? Sore. This is, I was expecting five words. He's gonna, like, a bridge I, it. Do you mind if I record this? <laughs> he's gonna go to the queen and be like, 
She's real mad. So she killed Jalar, and basically she told you to prepare for war. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's all I remember in between, like, all that shit. It's giving me, like, major Daenerys Targaryen vibes. Yes. Especially at the end, where she's like, I am blah, 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 the queen And of the blah, next blah. book is The War of the Two Queens. Yes, The War of Two Queens. So that is it. Honestly, final thoughts. This book really dragged on. No, Lost. but here's the thing. The ending was so good. I know. I just, that's what it I said. It was so action-packed and good. She... However, there were a few things that I, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like, honestly, I'm sure there are people out there that understand we are not two of them. Um, I still don't understand how her powers just managed vanish. I don't know. I but don't know. Her, her manifestation wasn't strong in yeah, that moment. Yeah, it wasn't working. She was, was throw, she was being thrown off, you know? Her manifestation just was not yeah. clicking. Her um, mood board was off. Other, like, I just think that, listen, I love JLA. I'm still going to read her books for, for sure. sure. I just think that, like, she could benefit from, like, a good editing process, especially for the middle chunks of her books where, like, the plot kind of, like, drags on. Because the I beginning good I think that the first good. two dragged no, on no, in the middle. I like, agree this dragged on in the middle way more. I'm, and I'm afraid that the, the, the next one's going to drag on, too. Like, I'm really scared. Well, you know that everything happens in the first ch- five chapters and the last five chapters. Okay, that's so something that... Read those. Yeah, honestly. Maybe I'll just read those. That's, I feel like that's all you'll need to know. Otherwise... And then just skim for the sex scenes in the middle. Exactly. That's all I gotta do. Otherwise, I'm gonna still read it. Obviously. I'm gonna be honest with you. Obviously. Uh, my wish list for next book, The Joining. That's about it. <laughs> that's all I require, please. That's all I'm hanging on for at this point. Um, That's pretty much it with this... We're, we're, this this one took it out of us. It did. I mean, I again, feel I really liked out. the ending. It was nice, fast pace, which I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. It was snappy. Um, but it just took me forever to get there. You know what I mean? So long. And so I still, long. honestly, like, think about any questions I asked Cass. Because honestly, either I couldn't remember what happened or I was like, didn't understand what happened. Exactly. Um. Anyways, what are we doing next? So we changed it up a bit. We were going to do Song of Achilles next. But um, based off of all of our schedule delays, uh, we are now in witchy October. Yeah. Um, and we are two book witches for the rest of the month. So we wanted to do a book about witches, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we've decided that we're going to wrap up the Serpent and Dove series um, mm-hmm. and do uh, the last book in the series, Gods and Monsters. Yeah. We will do Song of Achilles after because I yes. still really want to do that We book. will for sure. It will be after, but we, we wanted... We just flipped it. Yeah. We just wanted to do this to to make... Yeah. Um, the vibe. The vibe. It just meets the vibe, you know? I think I'm also going to read that Carrie Maniscalco book for fun. That is... The Wicked Kingdom. I think that's on our list to do at some point in the podcast. Maybe we'll still do it. I but our, we'll our things got shit. Life's been hard, guys. Yeah, you know what? I just, we appreciate everyone for sticking around, truly. And, like, we still have so much fun making these episodes. Like, literally every time we record, I have the best fucking time. But it's just, like, the reality of it is, like, life's really busy. Like, we both work. Like, we both have, like, really busy lives. So when we can get to do it, we will. And I think we just stopped, like, putting pressure on ourselves to, like, have this, like, perfect schedule and, like, whatever. Know, we really had it, like, nailed at the beginning, but I think I know. at the beginning our lives were just less busy because of COVID. Yeah, and we now weren't things doing are kind of going back to um, a new normal, which, yeah. I mean, not necessarily I like, but... Yeah. So we're still, we're still going to put up episodes. We're still going to update the Patreon and stuff. We're... I'm going to... We're going to try to be... Um, more interactive on social media i feel like my life's gone back to normal now after the wedding like i feel a lot better um and we're still gonna read gods and monsters and put up these episodes for spooktober otherwise everything important is linked down in our like um in the episode description it has like all the links to our social media and it also um if possible if you guys could leave a rating and a review on um like itunes like apple whatever the fuck apple podcasts that would be really helpful to us because it helps other people see our podcasts and helps other possible book bitches find us. Um, otherwise, we love you guys. 
And thanks for listening to Tuba Bitches. Bye!